Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Weekly or Kaiju Weekly News, whichever one you'd like to refer it as. Uh, um, I thought it was Headbangers Ball there with that intro. Oh, you're so funny, Nathan. Joining me, as always, is my regular co-host, Michael Hamilton. Hello, everyone. And also joining me is my other co-host from another podcast. My Your other, co-host in common? My oh, other co-host from Lord. a most... Never mind, that's not going to work. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I, no, Nathan no, no, no. I tired uh, that joke, but uh, then it came back. I've got a better nickname. It's the co-host with the... Mo- it's the co-host with the mostest ego. Yep. Oh, so yep. Michael... <laughs> and with me joining us this week is Brandon McClure, the host of the Fake Nerds podcast, one of the hosts of the Fake Nerds podcast, and a writer for Kaiju Ramen Magazine and the uh, web editor of our website. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm okay. I'm happy to be here. Finally, I was supposed to be on last week, but I couldn't make it. How dare you prioritize family over this podcast? Yeah. We've been over this, oh, Michael. And we're gonna be over it again. So, you know. How dare it wasn't it wasn't on recording, so it doesn't count, Nathan. <laughs> it's like it never happened, Nathan. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, and in the chat, we've got Robert Monsoon. Robert! Robert Hello Good sir. There. Robert uh, Esquire the third. We've got Godzilla Train 1090. Adrian, and, another good sir. Oh yes. yeah, and that's Adrian. That's yes, right. quite. Yes, quite. Uh, and speaking of yes, quite, we've got Kim, the queen herself, Kaiju Kim. Well, 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 the okay. fabulous empire, the, the fabulous empire. But before we get started, thank you, Kim, for showing up, and thank you for the beautiful intro that you guys just saw on this podcast. And yeah. thank you, as a, on a more personal note, thank you for that voiceover that you did for our once and always episode for the power trip. It was wonderful on I both mean, ends. We've gotten, um, We've, that sounds weird, Nathan. Um, we've, I wasn't going to say anything. We've got we've gotten so many compliments, Kim, on that voiceover and that intro to the episode that thank thank you, you were wonderful. Anyway, uh, and then we also have Oscar, Oscar, the glorious. Wow, you guys have a you guys have a chat room. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we've got a chat room. I've been doing my show we for six crazy. years. Been doing my show for six years, three years on on YouTube, and we don't get this. This is awesome. Aww. Aww. And Danny, our friend Danny Boy Damana <laughs> is here. Oh, uh, Daniel, I'm so sorry. It's not up yet. It will be up soon. <laughs> I have an article from website. I have an article from him uh, that I I've been meaning to put up for weeks now, and I've just been so swamped. But it's getting up this week. I promise. No problem at all. Yeah, and so, yes, uh, if this is your first time tuning into Kaiju Weekly News, uh, we are going to be covering the top stories in the wide world of giant monster movies and giant mechs. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be covering things like Ultraman and Transformers, because that counts as Kaiju, and the Meg, news on the Meg. Hang on, we had a long debate about this one. Yes, (laughs) and you guys said it was it was, you guys said it was allowed in onto the show, but before we get into all of the news and topics that we're going to cover, we have to play a little jingle, don't we, Michael? We so do. let's cue, cue the beady beady. You stole it. 
You were taking too long. <laughs> I was Art. taking my time, Travis. Uh, 90 Art. minutes. Yes, 90 minutes. Our top story today, uh, which, you know, it was hard for me to pick a top story, but I, I figured this one counted as our top story, is the final trailer for the final season of Netflix's Ultraman anime has dropped. And we are going to watch that trailer along with our our uh, listeners and our, our viewers and uh, see what we think of it. And let me... Hold on. Let me get, get professional as always. This is an audio. Y'all hear the audio? Yes. Yes. Finally. Okay. Good. Yes. It works. Success. Now, if you're watching, if you're listening to this later on the podcast, you have no clue what's going on. Yes, go and go and watch this trailer if you get a chance. It's on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to this later. Being Ultraman is a curse. This looks really cool. Zeton! That's it. <laughs> yeah, that was the end. No. We see the gathering. I want to know which Ultra Woman this is. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is this the um one of the twins? That isn't there a tw twin one? Daughter of Ultra. Who animated this? Uh, it is. Is it Super Lyra that does it in house, or do they send it off? I can't remember. No, I think Elijah would know. Oh, this is not animated by Super. Yeah, this was, I was this to... was animated. This was animated out of house. I think this was animated by. I don't know somewhere. Some. Was some this, well, I was curious because it looks kind of like Polygon, who did the Godzilla Earth trilogy. I think it is. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I'm not the biggest fan of the Ultraman anime animation. Well, the the fight scenes and the monster choreography, that kind of stuff, is fine. But just the static human stuff feels really stiff. And, and that's where they suffer because if it, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like um, the Pacific mm -hmm. Rim, the black anime, like the monsters mm -hmm. look awesome, and the mm -hmm. and the mechs look great, and the fights look awesome. But like when you get to the people, it's they still suffer from this kind of from a, a stiffness. That Correction: they just It was animated by Production IG. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. So the the reason why it, uh, the fight scenes and everything look fantastic, but yet everything else is real static, is because the fight scenes are are recorded uh, using um, mocap. What do you call it? Mocap. Mo yeah. Uh, using mocap. Mm. So so the fight scenes are real fluid because they're it's actual people. There's weight behind them. But then when they're just sitting there talking, it's 
it's not or if they're just you know the rest of it's not mocap so it's it feels so static but i will say this season looks to be an upgrade from last season thank god i I wasn't a fan of season two it was way too short the pacing was terrible that it throws new characters in but barely gives you any time to get to know them and the characters that at least for me personally that i was invested in are barely in it hey this sounds familiar did you write the review for the website (laughs) You, I might have. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? For more, uh, for more thoughts, there's a, there's a review on the website that's very good. Uh, I just, I was just like, gonna say, you want more details? Just read the website. I didn't like season two. Period. I thought I actually agree. We'll we'll park here in a minute, Danny. But um, I I thought the pacing was off, and I just didn't. And I just think that season two is just incredibly unprofessional because there were a few little things left in that should you not found be. something that was meme worthy oh, yeah that animation glitch that or, or whatever they left in there uh it was I, I, I don't TV. know what happened and i don't want to i don't want to say they're unprofessional because i'm sure this this company does great work but it's kind of like the marvel problem of they just don't give them enough time and they don't pay them enough and mm. if you don't give them enough time you don't pay them enough they're going to turn out poor work because that's just how it, how it is mm-hmm. uh so yeah um danny brings up a good point though it'll be interesting seeing how this version of the story deviates from the manga uh which isn't finished yet it's naturally deviating into its own thing uh that's true uh it's the the manga manga uh it it hasn't finished yet i've been meaning to get around to reading it i've been Me wanting too. to read it so i can compare the two but if you know anything about the the manga, it's been going for like it's like twenty something, thirty something volumes. It's already out yet, are already out now, and we're only getting three seasons of the show, mm-hmm. which is so it, it's definitely a lot more condensed. They've definitely made some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix produced this, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's par for the course. How many shows ever get past three seasons in Netflix? The, right. I think the one that's gotten the most season at this point is Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. And Stranger Things, although Netflix acquired Cobra Kai beats Stranger Things by one season. Well, yeah, but Co- Cobra Kai started on YouTube. That's true. <clears throat> now, but... going back to this trailer, I <clears throat> it looks like these filmmakers saw Shin Ultraman because we got Mephilus and we got Zeton. Yeah, yeah. I got a question about this actually. So Ultraman for me is a blind spot. I was never really into Ultraman as a kid. And I've only recently grown an interest in the character um, because of Shane Ultraman. I really like that movie. Um, But so if, if for me having never seen any other Ultraman media, would this be something that I could just jump into and watch in Mm -hmm. season one? Yeah. Starting with season one. Yeah, you can. I would say that because it is so, completely separated from the Mm -hmm. Ultraman kind of the only connection that it has to anything from previously in the franchise is the original show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, really, but the important details you need from the original show, they tell Ultraman exists. (laughs) That's basically all you need. Character. Yeah. So, so this is, this is because I don't know how the Ultraman shows work 
prior to the I, I I was under the assumption that they were all kind of sequels to each other. And is that not the case? In one form or another, it would take too long to explain. But generally oh, speaking, no. yes. So so they're they're not all sequels to each other. Uh, most of them do kind of take place in the same universe and in mm-hmm. our multiverse it's a multiverse but now. then they they once you get to a certain point they start branching out and some of them are in other universes some of them are you know just and, and so it does it does get complicated as you go because sure. it's been you know we're talking about 50 something years of of history now, um for this sounds so. like my kind of complicated though yeah yeah well i mean that's why i that's why i am able to follow along with it i'm like this is nothing new this is comic books <laughs> you know this, mm-hmm. this is comic books but yeah um so yes i am surprised that they revealed um they and really they subtitled him as mephisto which hello comic books <laughs> yeah well, that's a little off i would say but uh well uh, meth Mephis or whatever his Mephilus. name is. Mephilus. Mephilus. Uh, he's named after Mephisto. Yeah. Yeah. Mephisto. Uh, whatever. Anyway, that one. Mephisto. Uh, the Mr. villain Mr. from Ghost Rider Mr. One. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles is a very, very weird cat. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the song. I just know. What I actively trying. try to forget that musical. Uh, I watched the uh, the um, uh, what is it riff tracks version of it. That was something. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be some Shin holdover for the Ultra series in general for a while. Uh, Blazar has some echoes of the tone, at least in the trailer. Yeah, because because Shin Ultraman was is is huge. It was like just a massive success in Japan, so it makes sense for that to carry over into the rest of the ultra franchise um the one of the things that i hope we get and i just want i just want to touch on this one of the things i hope we get is payoff to some of the things that they set up in season one because mm-hmm. they set up uh Ed, edo uh edo edo uh the, the zeton edo, edo, edo uh the as the um as this kind of he is a he's a he's supposed to be a good guy mm-hmm. but he was very very bad guy esque in what he was and how he acted and and spoke and everything and he had this the jilted way of speaking which always kind of made you feel uneasy anyway mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm interested to see it looks like we're going to get a payoff that it looks like we're going to get a payoff on um uh, is it not Baltan? What's the other one? The um, the the other the other monster that was the first monster they fought, but the, the Bemular, Bemular, yeah, yeah, Bemular. Which uh, in this, which which weirdly in this is supposed to be the first Ultra. Well, they haven't ever but, revealed that, and that's oh, what, and, that's what. Well, no, 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 no. Well, that's it goes back to Super Aya's original concept. They were going right. to make the show about a being named Bemular. Mm. Right. That eventually evolved into Ultraman and Bemular became the first kaiju of the week. Right. Mm. And the design actually went on to be uh uh the the big bird parrot thing. Uh where I forget I'm, I'm bad with names. I'm telling you. I'm, names are why aren't y'all helping me? She remembered <laughs> all our names. Well, if well, how could I help you? I've never seen Ultraman before. Brandon, Brandon can't help me, but you and there are so many ultra kaiju 
Travis. It's I, not an ultra kaiju. It's a, what's that movie with the with the bird thing? Gappa. Thank you. Gappa. Oh, thank Gappa. you, Robert. <laughs> Robert's the only one that has my back. <laughs> That's fine. He should be on the stream then. That went on anyway, to be. I'm Gappa? just really bad with names. I can't. I just. I cannot get the names. Um. But yes, so so in the original show, uh, Bamular is a monster, kind of Godzilla esque. Uh, in this, he's been a a an actual, not quite, not quite villain, but just antagonist uh, mm-hmm. kind of person in this in the show, uh, with his own robot suit and everything, just like the Ultraman. So I just I just that's bottom line is I hope they pay off everything they all the the mystery box things they set up in the first season. It's tough though, paying off mystery boxes. Very rarely yeah. ever goes well. And especially since they didn't plan on just doing three seasons. They planned on doing more and Netflix did their Netflix thing and cut it down. So uh Netflix are they going gonna to be Netflix. Yeah. Are they Netflix just hates to? animation? It uh, they do. That's, that's really all Netflix it is. hates everything at this point. Yeah, mm. it's possible. Yeah. Um Anyway, so uh, that's it. Anything else that we want to talk about with the Ultraman trailer? Michael's can't been think of anything other quiet. than I hope it's good. I'll check it out by the time the season actually comes out. Mm. S- season two is is the weakest, uh, at least so far, just from what we can tell with season three. Season, season three is was... what ten episodes? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, season one was thirteen. Two was six. Ooh. Yeah. So you can tell Netflix that. was already doing their thing. Yeah. Um but I'm having some I'm having some audio issues. Give me just a second. Just keep going. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Well, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next uh the next topic. We're moving into our movies and TV bit of news, and we're going to take a look at the trailer for Rise of the Beast, the Transformers trailer. Yes, it counts as kaiju. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am I'm going to be petty about it. But mainly because I just want to talk about this trailer. You know what? If Clifford counts as a kaiju, no, yeah. no. I, I, my my headphones started working just in time for that. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at this trailer. First, we gotta watch the trailer. For the trailer. Yeah. That was a trailer for the trailer. For centuries, our kind has stayed hidden on Earth. John Perlman, excellent job. But yeah. darkness has oh, found yeah, us gonna... again. Prime. Did you notice the Twin Towers? This is about the fate of all living 1994. things. Yep. Unicron is coming. That's a big confirmation right there. If that blew me away. I thought we were boys. You want it? Come and get it. You brought a human here. I'm nobody. I ain't even seen nothing. I'm not even seeing anything right now. Think you hold the man, but you have the fit to eight. Stop. Stop. This is not our war. Optimus, we must trust each other to protect the whole we all I share. did not know Michelle Yeoh was Hair Razor until this trailer. Yep. 
uh, he eats planets. So, like, way bigger than a planet. In the end, Galvatron. everything you cared for no. will be consumed. Maybe there's another way to save our home. You've never faced anything like this. Let them come. That's our C, I think. Yeah, yeah. It looks like her. Yeah, Boy, that's a good point. It does look like her. <laughs> yep. Well, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Miranda. I'm very excited for this movie. Take the wheel. I like this. I think this is great. One thing I want to mention real quick uh, is I do really like. No, no, it's okay. You don't want to watch Minority Report? (laughs) No. Um, I do really like the uh, the one. It was, it's done like one take, but it's yeah. the one single shot of all of the Transformers fighting the different. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing those are going to be Scorpionox. Uh, they are. They're, they're Scorpion Transformers. But they're not. I'd be con- I'd be confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I wouldn't put it past them being well, see, calling them so, something else. So see, this is this this is this is my thing about about Transformers. Mm-hmm. The reason why the Bay films, I think really suffer and at least for me is because he doesn't care about the transformers as people uh, well not people but you know what they are um mm-hmm. and he just kind of throws in whatever character he can find a name for and just designs whatever uh, around them so when you see a character in the bay films and you're like this is this is so and so you're like sure i guess and i what i really liked about bumblebee is that the beginning look i the love the bumblebee movie Bumblebee is great. I love Bumblebee. And the beginning is incredible because we see Transformers and they look like Transformers and they look like the characters that we're familiar with. So, which is why I was very confused when the post for Wheeljack showed up and I was like, excuse me, what did you do? They, they Sonic the Hedgehogged our boy Wheeljack. How'd they, they, what, they what, ugly how'd Sonic they do him? that? <laughs> like what, what I just, I'm so confused by it. And it's like, I'm, like, I don't care. Like truthfully, it's not, it's not a quality. It's not a con. It's not anything on the quality of the film. It's just really weird Bizarre. that in this continuity, because this is a sequel to Bumblebee that they were just like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, like I said, they ugly Sonic, they ugly Sonic Wheeljack. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand the logic of taking so much care and attention to make RC look good and RC make looks RC great look just like her G1 version, but just a modern, a modernized G1, but then turn around and Wheeljack just, oh, they, they jacked up Wheeljack. They jacked up Wheeljack. It's so bizarre to me. And and this and 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 I'll I'll let other people talk in just a moment. I I just looked him up, and yeah, 
What? <laughs> what? What is that? What is that? What, What's yeah, the glasses? I, I, I wish I had. Uh, I, I might even have a picture in in the fo- in a folder, and I can pull it up. But 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 just why is he a VW bus? <laughs> I mean, I'm not against him being another type of vehicle. Like that's fine. Uh, that's like you know, Bumblebee being a, a, a Camaro, Camaro instead of the bum the bug. Yeah. That that's fine. That's fine. I just but it just. <sighs> Paramount is one of the worst production companies to make licensed IP, make films about licensed IP, because they just don't uh, seem to I, get it. I don't know about that. I really like Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I'm a little concerned. This is off topic, but I'm a little concerned what's going to happen to the Ranger franchise after Hasbro gets rid of E1, because the rumor is they're going to shop the they're going to shop the IP out to Paramount. And it'll be Paramount that does the next round of whatever's next for Power Rangers. See, and and so I think that I think that the Dungeons and Dragons and Bumblebee are flukes. And I don't mean flukes in the because the people who obviously the, the person making the film, like the director, is passionate about the 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 ip and so he's putting that passion in there and he's taking the time and care but then just you can tell you can tell when there's studio interference in there and it's the same with like the teenage mutant ninja turtles movies like like some of it was good and you can tell that there was some at least some care put into certain aspects Mm. of it but then there's then the studio steps in is like well no we want this and it's like Mm. why you're you're, yeah i'm gonna tell you right now it's not even just licensing stuff out paramount has its own major ips namely star trek and they've well yeah they have manhandled star trek for a long time it's gotten better in the last couple of years but for a long time they were screwing it up i won't i I, I don't want to go too far into that because i actually think paramount is is on a whole on an upswing um these past couple of years that's what i mean i said the last couple of years it's been getting better with with like scream with like the two scream films which i think are excellent with um dungeon and dragons top gun is a, is a f- phenomenal movie maverick um, yeah. Yeah. yeah maverick was wonderful and so like they've gotten they've gotten to the point where i'm like all right paramount i want to see what you're gonna do <clears throat> but it, it worries me when i see a producer for transformers rise of the beast going yeah we really wanted to know we really wanted to see how how Optimus Prime got from 1994 to 2007. Yeah, you know, I got that where, in the show notes. <laughs> and I'm looking at that. Hang on, in that continuity that you just mentioned, Unicron is at the center of the Earth. So explain to right. me. Explain yeah. to me how that makes sense. So that that's uh, from a Collider uh, interview, an exclusive interview that Collider did with uh, producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, who is who who you know, to be fair has been producing a lot of the Transformers movies, most of the Transformers movies, if not yeah. all of them. Uh, and so he's, you know, but at the same time, he he has said contradictory things in interviews before. I don't think he really knows. He's just trying to sell the movie. Sure. So I wouldn't necessarily, I would, I would take it with a huge grain of salt. But at the same time, I think that he, at least the mentality that he has in this interview is what we're seeing come through 
in the movies where it's like, oh no, we have to, we, we, we can't go off and do our own thing. We still have to make these more like the Bay movies because right, the Bay the movies problem, made money. That's the problem with Bumblebee. Bumblebee operates as both a reboot and a prequel to the Bay films. And that's really mm -hmm. frustrating when you watch Bumblebee. I love Bumblebee. I think Bumblebee mm -hmm. is excellent. But when you have Sector 7 and Simmons as, char as characters in that to lead, and then the Travis Knight, who's a brilliant director. I love Travis Knight. Director Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, he said that he wanted to use Megatron in the opening, but they but Paramount wouldn't let them because Megatron was in ice on Earth. And I'm like, uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Uh -uh. And it's just the, in this new one, from what I've read, it's not even Decepticons. They're the Terrorcons. They're the Terrorcons. And I look yeah, and I'm looking at this like, and I'm so I'm so concerned, you guys, that the reason why T-Rex Megatron isn't in this movie is because <clears throat> some Paramount said, we can't use Megatron. He's an ice, despite them being different Transformers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can absolutely see that. I saw that when you said that on Twitter, I was like, oh, yeah, I can absolutely see somebody uh, in, in an office somewhere. It's like, but wait, we can't use it. It's like, no, two different characters. Because if you bring uh, in the well, beast well, machines. It, I'm going to be honest. After what was what was that last Netflix special mini series called oh uh, yeah War for Earth, Cybertron. Earthrise War for Cybertron. After they botched yeah. T-Rex Megatron in that God. disagree oh, disagree hard no, they, look look no, hang on no, hang on hang on hang on no 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 don't press the button if you press that button I'm kicking you from the stream um um the my biggest problem with with uh Beast Wars Megatron when they did Kingdom was they made him into a weak little sycophant. That is mm -hmm. my biggest problem that I had mm -hmm. with Beast Wars with with Kingdom Megatron. I understand it, but I hate it. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Look, that's fair. Here's my thing though. When oh I'm looking at War for War for Cybertron, on a whole, I dis I dislike, but I really liked Kingdom um, because I think they mm. actually incorporated the Beast Machines really well. The mm. idea that the Beast Machines came from the future into the past is really convoluted and stupid if you really if you really think about it. And but the fact that they decided to when you so when you merge Optimus Primal with Optimus Prime, it 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 they were never meant to interact ever. Right. And so, so Kingdom, I think, actually did a really interesting job of bringing the Beast Machines with the Autobots, bringing the Maximals and the Autobots and the Decepticons and the... Predacons. Predacons. Together into one story, <clears throat> incorporating the idea that they are from the future and they came to the past because of something that is going to happen in this time period with the with the Autobots and the Decepticons. I like that a lot. Now, my question yeah. to you is, why are the Maximals in this movie? Yeah, for toys. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's what... Because it's, because it's recognizable and it's the only yeah, thing that's that what they haven't me. done yet in these movies. And yeah. so that's what bugs me because I'm looking at it. It's nostalgia bait. And I'm thinking to myself like, Okay, well, this is what we had with the Bay films, right? You're just bringing in these characters to have them in here. If you're not going to have the, their story be a part of this movie, like Kingdom was, mm -hmm. then I don't see the point in incorporating these characters who aren't really supposed to be here anyway. Yeah. No, I, I think it does feel like with the story, at least because we haven't really gotten a full story uh, for... Right, that's a good point. I want to put this out there. They could just be leaving that out of, out of the trailer, which right. is fine. I want to. I want to just be like <clears throat> that, that is a possibility. Yeah, 
Um, and it does feel like they're doing the kingdom thing, which is there's a big, there's a big threat that's going to affect their future. Uh, <laughs> Eric Stolp, what's up, sexy Hamilton? <laughs> oh, you bearded so-and-so you, because I'm not allowed to curse on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it does feel like they're doing the, the war for Cybertron kind of story here where there, there's a bigger mm. threat that's threat that's from the future threatening the past. So they come to the past to help them. Uh, we don't know yet. We don't really know exactly right. why, but, but the two things that I got from this trailer, besides all of my complaints about Wheeljack and, and just my, <clears throat> and, and like, and like, um, uh, um, who was it that said it? Uh, that said they're scared to watch the Transformers movies now. Uh, it was Adrian. 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 Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. Adrian. So Excuse me. Yeah, so so Adrian said, yo, I'm scared to watch Transformers. That's how I was after The Last Night. Or, well, actually, actually the, after Age of Extinction. <sighs> the Last and, Night and is god-awful. It is. It is. And that's why I just was like, even when Bumblebee came out, I was like, I'm not interested in Many this. people felt that way, and Bumblebee yeah. is legitimately great. It is. And when, so once I finally watched it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Bumblebee's really good. But I'm also still, I'm never going to not be afraid going into a Transformers movie that it's all just going to be garbage because I've been tricked so many times before and sure. I'm tired of being tricked. They've gotten me before and they're probably going to get me again. But to be fair, the way that Michael is with power rangers is how i am with transformers it is and that's fair it, it is huge i for as a huge part of my childhood love it i have rediscovered my love of it uh, in the recent years so i'm going to be there i'm going to watch it whether well, yeah. or not it's bad or good but it just oh, i'm just so scared i'm so scared would oh. it be too i have to ask a question would it be too early if we don't if the if we don't get to see t-rex megatron would it be too early just to go straight to Red Dragon Megatron? He's from a different continuity. Hmm? He's not from the G1 continuity. True, but what? he wasn't he was in the original. Beast Wars is part of G1 yeah. continuity. Red Dragon Megatron? Oh, wait, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking toward the end of oh, real quickly. Three. Real quickly, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Armada Megatron. My bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. See uh, that that Armada's Transformers. The, uh, as much as I love Transformers, it's still kind of a blind spot for me yeah. because I know mm -hmm. the basics. I just don't know the intricacies of the lore. I get why they don't want to bring in Megatron because they they really ruined his character five times over. Um, mm -hmm. And so, like, you don't want to bring him in. Fine. That's that's OK. But you had an opportunity here to bring to, you want to bring in Unicron. By the way, Unicron, we haven't really talked about it. He looks awesome. He does. Uh, Unicron looks incredible in this movie. And I'm, Here's and I'm my concern, so though. Here's my concern. Once you do Unicron... Where do you go next? Yeah. 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 I had yeah. the same thought. Um, you go back to Unicron, which is what they've done. That, right. That's what The Last <laughs> Night did. this is the right? second time. <laughs> that's what The Last Night did. The Last Night did Unicron. And, that, yeah. and now you, you can... I the, haven't the, seen the that, Last Night, so I don't know. <laughs> this is Unicron real quickly, again. <laughs> real quickly, in The Last Night, Unicron is revealed... So in Transformers Prime... Have you ever seen Transformers Prime? Mm. A bit of it, yeah. yeah. Unicron is the center of Earth, and Primus is the center of, of Cybertron, Cybertron. And, that, and, their, mm. and their sister planets. And they, yep. do the, they, they do the same thing in Transformers The Last Night, but they have Unicron like awaken so that 
the way you, the way that movie ends, you can never use Unicron unless you want to destroy the planet Earth. And that was really stupid. Um, but when they do, so now they're like, okay, well, we can't go anywhere with that. So let's do it now. And so they're doing him again. And I'm like, why, why are you... What? Because this should be like the end game villain, right? Like this should mm -hmm. be your Thanos. This shouldn't be like again, yeah. again, T-Rex Megatron. T-Rex Megatron was right there. And you have Scourge? I'm sorry. Who gives a shit about Scourge? Oh <laughs> Look, the only thing if, I if Scourge is your favorite of... Transformer, I'm sorry, but yeah. seriously. No, I love well, the Scourge only was thing always I a think of is if you do Unicron now, you're gonna have to tell very different stories going yes. forward maybe not have as big a stakes, but you need to make the stories and the characters a bigger factor going yeah. forward. Yeah. Which is uh, something they've always been afraid to do, making the Transformers bigger characters. They just don't care about the Transformers. They, yeah, enough. they just and they just don't. And, and uh, so positive things, positive things from this trailer. I like Michelle Yeoh as Air Racer. I yes. think she, I mean, I, more Michelle Yeoh is never a bad thing. Love her to death. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. I think Absolutely. the entire voice cast is great. Yeah, the entire voice cast is is fantastic. Um, yeah, who do they have as as primal? I forget. That's oh, who's um, done it before. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ron great. Perlman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely great. Uh, Scourge. We actually get to hear him speak Scooting again. English. Like, like Scourge is Scourge is not like he's not a main character in G one. He's never been a, I mean, he's always been the backup guy. He's, you know, cause Galvatron is the, is the main guy. Scourge has always been the, the secondary, the second in yeah. command, but he looks cool. I'm okay with, with them shifting if they're not going to do, cause they already did Galvatron. So like shifting it to <clears throat> having Scourge, um, that's fine with me. T-Rex Megatron was right there. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, How I, cool I, would that have been? I'm just saying. Make and, and again, we don't know everything that's in this movie yet. He'll be in the flashback. He'll be in the flashback, be, and Primal flashback. like kills him or something. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I'll be um, totally uninvested at that point. If, 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 I would if, love for it to be just the the final, like the post credit scene is just somebody, like a silhouette of somebody walking up and going, yeah. I just really, I want them to lean into the. I really well, I'm going to tell you right now. There is a glaring omission with the Maximals in this cast. My favorite character from Beast Wars. Which one? Dino Rat Trap. Oh, Dinobot. I was oh, thinking Rat Trap. I was thinking Rat Trap. I was going to say Rat Trap's missing too, and I love Rat Trap too. But yeah. Dinobot was my favorite character. I, yeah. I don't understand why they kind of decided, like, you know what, dinosaurs? No, we did. You know what? They did that Age of Extinction. Yeah. With yeah, the Dinobots. I guess, I guess Screw. Bay. Screw Michael Bay for ruining all Transformers for the rest of time. Yeah. I absolutely just... Uh, anyway, so... Oh, wait. Um, positive? Real quickly, positive? Uh, uh, I really like that they, they incorporated the 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 um, uh, personalized suit that um, the kid has in G1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In season... I like well, that. in the movie and then in season three and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that they, it was, that they incorporated that. It uh, was Spike's son. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like I like yeah. that they incorporated that aspect into this movie. I thought that was cool. Yeah, uh, Danny, weren't you listening? We all love Rat Trap. We, we mm -hmm. like we were talking about Rat Trap, and I, there's no Predacons in this movie. 
Just none. Yeah, I, just, no, I don't get it. The 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 terracons oh, are the villains, and I and I kind of like made my peace with that when the first trailer came out because uh, this is like this is the second or third trailer that we've gotten. Um, but I made my peace with the fact that the Predacons just seem to just be nowhere. And so maybe the Predacons, my, if they continue this, this franchise forward, the way that they're going, maybe Predacons are going to be the next villains. That's my be, fear. Yeah. My fear is that never happens. Yeah. That's well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, my fear is but, the movie bombs and we don't, we don't get another movie to continue the story. Also that, we're all, I, I mean, I, I mean, okay Bumblebee underperformed and they kept making I just want to say, I just want to say, I would love it if they kept this, if they kept going with this franchise and they kept finding ways to make the Michael Bay films not happen. And this producer keeps having to say how it's like, oh yeah, we're really tying into the Bay films. Like every interview, that guy really just has to spin they, it. They just keep moving the timeline further and closer and closer to 2007, but they never quite get to 2007. Wouldn't that be just, you know, it's like, you know uh, it's, two, it's 2006, it's August 2006 like Ratchet, is like the next the, movie. The, the third one, Ratchet gets decapitated. Me of all the, yeah. This is starting to remind me of all of the X-Men movies starting with yeah. first class remember okay, how they yeah. would just jump ahead a decade okay uh -huh. but here's a, but here's what uh, here's what I really here's a that's a really good example uh, of this because i think days of future past was a brilliant workaround to to not make these prequels to not make those prequels anymore to do their own thing and i was kind of hoping that and this is what this would be ruined it again with apocalypse <laughs> yeah well but i kind of <laughs> which I, is kind of what we're getting here it's like i like, was kind of hoping bumblebee and this, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that 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 this would kind of go. Like I understand, I already said I liked Kingdom, but whatever. Um, Kingdom has a really interesting has a really interesting premise at, at the heart of it, where where it's like these Maximals came back into came back into in time to prevent something that's cataclysmically going to happen with these characters with Unicron involved. Um, and when I and when I think about that, I'm like, okay, well, actually, you have a really interesting way of Days of Future Pasting this, Star Trek O-Nining this. Like, you can have yeah. this be the Maximals went back in time to prevent something that completely changes your timeline. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see when it comes out, and we'll definitely review it uh, and, and talk about it when it comes out, but I also review it on the fake nerd podcast. If anyone cares. Yeah. And on the fake nerd podcast, uh, as, as much as I love transformers and I am excited for this movie because I'm uh, obviously of, of, of beast wars, but I just, I still, still, they, I cannot get over my fear because I have been, I, the rug has been pulled out from under me too many times. The the Lucy has pulled the the football away so many times. Right as I go to kick it, that I just <laughs> cannot go Bay. into a Transformers. I cannot go into a Transformers movie without some kind of fear that it's going to be bad. And I mean, that's not the end of the world. A movie is bad. Whoop de doo. There's bigger issues in the world. But as as a fan, that is. Is there really though? Is there really more? Is there really bigger issues? Then, then whether or not Transformers is going to be oh. bad or not, come on. You like any, Turbo? Any movie can be terrible, but if Transformers is bad, oh man, we got a national, right. we got a national emergency on our hands. Yeah, we riot. <laughs> All right, moving on now because we've been talking about Transformers a lot. That's fun. Uh, for something that is not kaiju, we do we did talk about <laughs> he it. He finally admits he did it. No, I admit it's not kaiju. I'm still going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, we have more Transformers, more dude. 
Yeah, we've got more Transformers news coming up. But first, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ultraman. Uh, so the Netflix and Superaya gave details about the upcoming animated Ultra movie or Ultraman movie. So if anybody remembers, uh, they announced this like a year ago, more than a year ago, like two yeah, years ago. I think. It was a while ago. That it was a completely original story from this creator. Basically, this creator had pitched an idea and they liked it so much that Subaraya is like, sure, go for it. And Netflix, you know, got to work with them and everything. And so there's this completely original separate from the Ultraman universe of stories, uh, CG animated feature that is going to be released. We do have a release date, uh, in 2024, uh, is Shannon Tyndall, uh, who is the animator for Coraline, Kubo, and the Two Strings. Uh, he is doing his first directorial uh, movie. Uh, he's This is his directorial debut uh, with John Alshima, I think is how you say that, uh, as co-director. And then uh, we have Super Aya Productions and Industrial Light and Magic are credited as the production companies. Tyndall is also co-writing the film with Mark Hames. Tom Knott is credited as producer and Lisa Poole as co-producer. Uh, so this is how Subaraya Productions uh, describes the film. Baseball superstar Ken Sato returns to his home country of Japan to pick up the mantle of Earth-defending superhero Ultraman, but quickly finds more than he bargained for when he's forced to raise the offspring of his greatest foe, a newborn kaiju. Struggling to balance the roles of teammate and new father, Ken must confront his own ego, his estranged father, and the conniving kaiju defense force to rise up and discover what it truly means to be Ultraman. Uh, guys, what is, what are your thoughts on this Let Ultraman? You, guys this one. you know, I, I'm a, I am intrigued by this. It feels like Ultraman, and yet it doesn't. <laughs> Mm. This is a completely different sort of story here mm. because this is a story that we have not gotten before. Not really. No, mm -hmm. not like this anyway, because it doesn't sound like there's going to be a big bad. It's about mm -hmm. taking care of a baby that mm -hmm. belonged to your former nemesis. So I don't know mm -hmm. how much superhero action we're going to get in this. It almost sounds like something, honestly, that Pixar would do. Ultraman provided by Pixar. I mean, I'm not against it. No, it's Ultraman definitely provided different. by Disney. It's definitely different. Uh, and and I, I like that Ultraman is just like Superman, just like Batman, just uh, despite all the people who disagree with me on Batman. Uh, but I like when, when a character is big enough that you can have different versions and different takes on it. You can have your dark and serious stuff. You can have your more kid-friendly. You can have all these different things and ultraman is that way now like we have your your traditional classic ultraman which is still going on subaraya is still making your you know blazar he, they're blazing up next next year or, or no not next year this year in a couple of months wait wrong uh, blazing later. sorry wrong. Oh, i gotta do that later actually um so, so blazar is happening i swear supro intentionally names ultraman for the jokes yeah uh you've got you've got shin that came out you've got your your anime the netflix anime that's coming out so why not have something different now 
our mm. friend Elijah Thomas, who could not be here this week, but uh, the littlest uh, gatekeeper. Yeah, he. <laughs> we know. I, what a I can already tell to you about someone. <laughs> I can already tell you what his response is going to be. Well, it's not. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> it's it's just a fan film that somebody else just decided to make, and and the super I decided to give him permission to do it. It's not real Ultraman, like. Anyway, <laughs> he's a curmudgeon. We love Elijah. We love Elijah. He's, also, a curm he's an 18-year-old curmudgeon. He is. So I, before we go down a rabbit trail that I don't, I don't want to go down, I have to acknowledge our one of our listeners in Conway, who uh, just popped up in the chat. So welcome. Yeah. Thanks for doing and the our, show. I missed your takes and banter. Thank you guys. You got to read it out because people listening to the podcast later aren't going to be able oh, to see the Oh, that's true. I, for, I forgot. We, we published the audio version of this show later. <laughs> we also have our good friend Brendan of the Autistic Lizard uh, of Autistic Lizard Productions. <laughs> Hello, Brendan. Hello, Hi, guys. <laughs> Nathan, my, he, says, he says, Hi, guys. Nathan, my brother <laughs> from another yeah. mother. I guess I had him on my podcast a few months ago to talk about his favorite Godzilla film. Yeah. So, Nathan is actually my sister. So which was the, I'd like to know how that works. What kind of weird multiversal time travel shenanigans have you been doing, sir? Nathan's favorite Godzilla movie is all monsters attack. And we all know it. Oh, I love uh, that movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so I, there's not much to really talk about here other than they finally gave us a premise the premise sounds interesting it's different mm -hmm. but i'm interested yeah. in it i'm excited to see a different take on ultraman because we've gotten other takes on it now we've got shen ultraman and all these other ones uh so yeah i mean my only issue is it's on netflix <laughs> different 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 takes i'm not opposed to different takes on characters because i think that keeps franch long especially long running franchises like ultraman fresh mm-hmm I just take issue with other things when, you know, we'll, when people bastardize the yes, IP, but we, we won't go there. How do you feel about Winnie the Pooh, the serial killers? <laughs> yes. And Peter Pan. I agree with him. And now Robin is taking drugs and meeting the characters. All right. Look, okay. Okay. So real quick, it's not that I disagree with Michael. I do agree with Michael. I disagree with the fact that, that, they should that people shouldn't be allowed to create what they want from these things that are in public domain. That's right. what I disagree with. You're right. But anyway, but they should feel bad about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like you have the right to create this. You just should feel bad about it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Brand Brandon has moved up like 10 spots and on my list of favorite people. So. Oh, <laughs> that is exactly right. Okay. Moving on to the next bit of news. Uh, the Meg two, which I wasn't even sure it was actually still happening because, I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward uh, to it. We've gotten some details on it because CinemaCon happened uh, mm -hmm. last week, this past week, and they actually showed a trailer for this at CinemaCon. We haven't gotten the trailer. I'm surprised it hasn't leaked onto the internet. It probably has. I just didn't look hard. Let enough. me find it. I probably I will probably be able to find no, it. No, we don't have to well, I don't want to I don't want to show leaks ones. I want to show official trailers. If they Warner Brothers will come trailer. down on us so fast. Fine, yes. fine, fine. So uh but yeah they they and and this new ver or this new movie, The Meg to the Trench is going to feature more prehistoric creatures a bigger Meg, because there's yes. always a bigger fish. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, uh, that's a also a T Rex. There's a flashback. Just this is from people talking ab- about the trailer. There's a flashback in the trailer to dinosaur times. And a yes. T Rex is chasing something into the water and gets a it gets eaten by a Meg. Okay, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> and then we cut to the modern day. Jason Statham uh, is down under the water on a mission to stop more Meg from coming up from the trench where they came from the last in the last movie. And then they get the biggest Meg that they've ever seen. And it's just, yeah. And people have been so, saying, man, it looks fantastic from what they've seen in, at CinemaCon. I want them to go just, it's the same thing we talked about with GX, uh, GXK. Uh, that's that's going to be a weird one. To yeah, I know. To. Um, I know. Same thing we talked about last show about Godzilla versus Kong, or Godzilla and Kong, Godzilla X Kong, whatever. Um, I w- if they're going to do it, j- like embrace the stick. Like just embrace yeah. the gimmick and just go full on with it. That's what I want yeah. to see. That's actually embrace my issue. Story. That's actually my issue with the first Meg is that they don't embrace yeah. the stick, the schlockiness of the first film. So mm-hmm. I really, so I read, uh, and Conway has a, a comment about the T-Rex scene being from the first book. Um, and they're mm-hmm. right. That is in the first book. I read the first book because we did an interview with the writer, Steve Altman, um, uh, on my, on my show, Fickner podcast, quick plug. Um, actually don't listen to that. It's a terrible interview. Um, <laughs> But uh, we um, way we to had... undermine your shameless self promotion. Well, there's reasons why it was it was not our fault. I'll just say that. Um, I I think that I think that the way book to is blame really... it on the guest, Brandon. Yeah, um, I think that the book is really good and really interesting, and that's unfair. He's sick. I shouldn't say that. Um, I I think the book is really good and really interesting, and what Steve Altman has was able to do is to really think like, okay, well, if a megalodon were to survive at the bottom of the ocean, how would it survive? And the, and many of those ideas created some really interesting uh, scenes in the book, such as the Meg is bioluminescent because that's the only way you could see it down in the bottom of the trench. And so it only hunts at night. And so it creates this really cool scenario that I'm really sad didn't make it into the book because it didn't make it into the movie because the movie decided to make a schlocky uh, shark film, but they didn't go far enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really want, and if you're going to just, and now with the trench, I have not read the trench book yet. I plan to. Cause I really like the Meg. Um, now with the trench, if you're not going to do that book, if you're going to say that Jason Statham in the book, the character is way different. Um, if you're going to do the Jason Statham Meg movie, really just go for the schlock. Make a fun, mm-hmm. shitty shark movie that everybody can just enter- <laughs> that everyone could just enjoy on that level. <laughs> because you're not doing the book, and I don't. And at this point, drop all pretenses to say that you're tr- you're trying to be true to the book. You're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I, I totally. Agree. I don't I disagree. Think I definitely I'm always up for movies leaning into the weird because I love yeah. the weird. I love the silly lean into the silly because this, these things are inherently silly. They're, they're inherently fantastical. So why not be more fantastical? But yeah, quickly, they though, did. How cool would it have been if the movie had done the bioluminescent shark thing? I know. That that would have been so cool. that, I was like, I, Cause I've never read the book. So I didn't know that. And I was like, uh, I want, I want, I want this movie to be, Big budget shark to puss is what I sure. want. 
<laughs> that's what I want this movie to be. And 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 so yeah, and it feels like the sequel is going bigger yeah. and weirder and wilder and I'm all for that. The there was talks. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's in the second book or if it's in another book from from the series because they've done like four or five of them now or something yeah. like that. Oh, I um, think a lot more. Or have they done that many? But it, uh, there was talk about a chronosaur being uh, mm -hmm. in one of the movies. And I don't know if they were going to do that for this movie or if that was going like a future plan uh, at some point. But man, just so yeah more more dinosaur era weirdness now i do know the premise of the trench which is that so in so at the end of at the end of the book um they have um they have caught a, a bunch of sharks on accident a bunch of sharks on a net and one of them is a is a baby megalodon but they aren't sure that it's a baby mm -hmm. megalodon because it just looks like a normal size shark mm -hmm. um, there are eight books there are eight, eight books thank you oh um and my friend sparks has read them all um wow. of the Victor podcast he loves these books he loves sharks um nice uh and so he so so the trench so in the trench they have obviously figured out that that was in fact a baby megalodon that they have accidentally caught and they put it on display and so it's actually in a tank in an aquarium i think um prior so to the is, events of this the is books. a jaws 2 scenario or is it jaws 3 well, so in the in the movie, the revenge. in the movie, I believe, and it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. I believe that in the movie, when the Meg dies, it births a baby megalodon, and it, like it like swims out of its mouth, which isn't, which is weird. Um, and I believe that's how that that's and that and that it's never found again. So it's just been in. It's just as when we enter the trench, it's just in the water. Okay, I just want to point out. I'm looking at the titles of all these books, so I have stuff like. Primal Waters, Origins, Night Stalkers, Generations. The, the latest, <clears throat> the latest one was just published this year. It's called Purgatory. But you have my personal favorite title out of all of them, Hell's Aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Now I want to read all of them just for that. Oh, man. Hell's man. Aquarium. The, what's really interesting about the books that Steve Altman, you know. The, the first Meg and even the trench, like they are meant to be like really like, okay, well, if this were to exist at the bottom of the ocean, how would it, you know? And they really like, they, there's a scene in the book where it's like, well, okay, well, because it's a lot, it's a lot, the temperature at the bottom of the ocean is way different. How would it accumulate to, how would it acclimate to our temperature? And it, what it does is it kills its baby. Well, it doesn't kill its baby, but its baby is dead. And so it uses the blood of its child to acclimate to the water uh, as it rises to the surface um to the water temperature and it's really badass this and really thing cool. is smart megalodons were actually really smart stick. i think this thing is a serial killer well yes um so megalodons were really sociopathic smart. shark a uh, species of shark and so when and so so mm -hmm. but i think he kind of drops that pretense as the books continue um and starts just making it starts just kind of like thinking of crazy scenarios and things like that i haven't read Hell's that far yet so i can't say I mean. <laughs> so i can't say for sure but it does it does feel that way yeah yeah uh i just I, I i said pretty much all i want to say was like i i want just a, a big budget sharktopus that's just like just go as weird and wild as you can and and people will people will love it or they'll hate it and it'll just and and it'll ruin and it'll giant be, monster stuff in america all over again. it'll probably wind up being a it'll probably wind up being a cult classic just like pacific rim ended up being it's really tough yeah. making schlocky big budget films for a general audience because they are not as receptive to it as we are. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just one last thing. This movie is set to be released August 5th of this year. So we Whoa, should be yes. getting a trailer pretty quick. Hang on. on this. <laughs> no, it's not. That's what it says. It's impossible. Say, it says August 5th. I may, I was assuming that was this year. No, you're you're right. I remember that from CinemaCon. There, there's no way they're releasing this movie in August and they've done no marketing for it. I know. I you know. Should, like for typical marketing, typical marketing is like six months out. So tell that to Toho. Well, we're still waiting I mean, for should... anything from the Godzilla. Yeah. Anyway, we should get we should that's see November, though. Yeah, but we should see a trailer for Godzilla Zero or whatever that's going to be end up being called. We should see that towards the end of summer, I would say. Maybe middle summer we'll start seeing some stuff, but yeah, probably. But uh, but yeah, so so I, like I said, I didn't know that this was even going to still happen. I I had heard they were working on a Meg too, but then everything went quiet, so I didn't know that they were still working on it. And then all of a sudden, CinemaCon's here, and boom, we've got a trailer, and it's like, whoa, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty, so, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Uh, I'll wait for moving, a trailer. Oh yeah. Uh, moving on to the next bit of news, we've got a trailer for the new miniseries Ultraman Regulos, and we can watch that trailer because it's just a minute long. So let me do time, that. Time for me to bow out again. Enjoy you guys. Yeah, bam, you bam, bam, bam. Nah, you you can you can tell us tell us your honest opinions of this. Okay, <laughs> all right. All right, we're that. gonna. Well, I mean, we have a logo, I mean, first of all. Yes, I had to. There we go. I'm the Grandmaster of the Cosmo Beast style. Ultraman Regulos. You okay for soiling the Cosmo Beast style tradition? Flash first blood attack. I'm Yeah. Use the power of my brothers. Just who am I? Please, I need to get stronger. Will you train me? To repay Master Rude for his kindness. We made a promise! Coming soon. So, Brandon, as the. So, Ultraman Kung Fu? Right? As the, the non. As the non-ultra person here, what are your first impressions? I thought that looked a lot of fun. It, it does, really it does it, look here's like the thing. A lot it does look like fun. I, it I looks agree. really it look stupid like in a way that's that Power Rangers does too. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's. It I mean, is I can't. Or silly... I can't. He's not wrong. <laughs> and it. And to be fair, it's for kids. That is the primary. Right. That's the primary market that they are trying to put the Ultraman franchise out for, which is kids, uh, not 30 year olds, um, not middle-aged men and doing yeah, a not, podcast, not, not men in their thirties and 45 year old Nathan. Uh, I'm all... not 45. <laughs> <laughs> we're all kids at heart. That's true. Some, but, of that's true. Like, some of us act like children, but we're all kids at heart. You know, so, I, uh, the littlest gatekeeper could stand to act a little bit more like a kid. <laughs> So, for anybody who's not aware of who Ultraman Regulus was, so Regulus uh, appeared in the Ultra Galaxy fight, the Destined 
Crossroad, which was the mini series that that Subaraya puts on its YouTube channel uh, for everybody. They they've been doing this for for a few years now. These little mini series that they release on their YouTube channel or on their um, their it's it's I forget what they call it, but it's their their own kind of streaming service that they also do that's available in Japan. Um, Ultraman and, Connection. Yeah, Ultraman Connection. That's it. Uh, and so oh, you mean like start just... like the Stargate streaming service that MGM tried to make? It's just a streaming service just for one show. And, and there was like four Stargate shows. Why? Why? Why only one? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, the so these were these are little mini series, and they're only like fifteen minute little uh, bits that eventually will add up to a full, basically a full movie if you watch them all. At a time, at, at one this time. This is the Stargate streaming service because Stargate <laughs> Origins did that too. <laughs> well, okay, Star Trek is also doing it. Well, not that bad. Not that bad, but it's still, it's still. Paramount Plus bad. has other things on it. Right. So I mean, technically, well, so the Subaraya, but technically, Power Rangers did that in the '90s with the introduction of Zeo because they did like a mini, like these little mini. Like like one minute clips, and it all right. eventually would add a at what it, it would all like if you put them all together, it's one episode. It's one. God, like, I hated that days. as a kid, and I hate it now. <laughs> so so the this is just kind of like these these mini series are meant to bridge the gap between series. So like we're in we're in this time period between the last series and the next one. Decker was the last one, and Blazar is the next one. Um, so in between these series, they put out these little mini series, which to be fair, are really good and are really well done. Like they don't, they don't cut back on things just, just because, because it's a miniseries, yeah. just because of the mini series, because they're basically like a full movie, but like mm -hmm. a 90 minute movie. Once you put them all together. Mm -hmm. uh, I so, think yeah. Destin Crossroads was closer to two hours. Yeah. <clears throat> Danny saying, I'm loving the dubbing uh, we're seeing for the Ultra series now. The best way to get Ultraman in front of American families, especially children, is to present it in English. Good for them. Totally agree. Uh, having all of the like having the voice of Goku in Ultraman Z uh, was just a stroke of genius that I just don't even know. Like how how did whoever was responsible for getting with. Uh, with that actor and working out that deal to have him in there. It's like, yes. I mean, you know, he's a, he's a working this is gonna, actor. So this is going to sound like blasphemy to a lot of the purists, but I prefer watching Z with, with being dubbed because now I can actually enjoy the show and not have to worry about like reading it. I think uh, for me, and, and uh, I think it's uh, the same probably for all of us that we've watched so much japanese media that doesn't have dub that we're so used to it that doesn't feel out of place but then when you get the dub it is kind of fun but but to danny's point if you want to ultraman to reach a wider audience mm. having it dubbed is important well and, and that makes and sense and th hang on hang on nathan and that makes sense because uh because with we know that subaraya is branching out more into north america Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't know. And we've seen this resurgence of dubbed media here in North America. And, and, and it's just taking advantage of that. So go ahead. That's all I was going to say. Go ahead, Nathan. Well, it, I know that dubbing has a bit of a bad reputation and it has for a long time, but <clears throat> uh, credit to my younger brother, Josiah, he actually made a really, I think 
very well thought out defensive dubbing that goes to what you were saying, Michael, <clears throat> which is that the uh, this media that we're seeing, anime, these foreign films and all of that, they were not made with subtitles in mind. So actually mm -hmm. watching it dubbed where, you know, so that you're hearing it and you don't have to split your attention between what's on mm -hmm. screen and reading the dialogue. That is actually how the media was intended to be consumed. Mm -hmm. It was just in a different language. Yeah. Right. And that's an astute yeah. point. I think that's, that's, that's a really astute point because then you, because when it's done, I don't know. I don't know why I'm I don't know if this is a correct way to well, put th it. Well, this whole conversation is getting off topic anyway. Let's get back to this, ac the actual show, this actual mini series. So we're talking about Ultraman Regulos. The, uh, this is going to be available starting May 23rd on Ultraman Connection and the Ultraman official YouTube channel, which again, if you want to reach more kids, YouTube, um, <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the best way to do it. And 33 year olds who watch more YouTube than anything else. Uh, yeah. 33 year olds who fall asleep to YouTube. Yeah. Averaging like 16 <laughs> hours a day uh, of YouTube. Wow. <laughs> um, but here's the synopsis for it. So on the mysterious planet D 60, the birthplace of the legendary space martial arts Cosmo beast style, which harnesses the power of contracted, guardians of this planet the cosmo beasts under the guidance of the grand master master Al alude alude i don't know how you say that uh cosmo beast style fighters trained rigorously one day a young man named ultraman regulus washed up on the shore of planet d60 having lost all memories except for his name recognizing his talent master alude or alude uh, took Regulos under his wing and began to teach him the legendary Cosmo Beast style, said to be the strongest martial art in the universe. This is the story of his fierce battles. And like uh, Nathan said, this just feels like uh, a Kung Fu movie or Kung Fu series just with Ultraman. I was going to say, yeah. I'm all for the, it. Yeah, this is, a, this is a Hong Kong Kung Fu movie just with Tokusatsu and Ultraman. Yeah absolutely here for it i mean giving me flashbacks to when we when we had our discussion about die rangers yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah uh so yeah so that's that's what is happening with ultraman regulos so now we can move on to the next bit of news bring brandon back in he's tapping like back other, in I'm every other news article <laughs> because i need to have someone who is also as as baffled. nerd raging and baffled, baffled by this news as befuddled. I am befuddled. Uh, the, the, it boggles the mind. The mind, it boggles. Uh, the main cast <laughs> for the animated Transformers origin movie, Transformers 1, has been revealed. Stupid title, by the way. Stupid title. Stupid title. So this is the origin story. It's supposed to be an origin story of of Optimus Prime and Megatron, uh, how they became, you know, or how they went from Megatronus to Megatron, from or Orion Pax to uh, Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 in true Mario the movie, Mar Super Mario Brothers the movie style, they announced the cast. Chris Hemsworth will be playing Optimus Prime. Thor. 
Brian Tyree Optimus Prime. Hold on, let's fin- let's finish let's finish this first. Let's 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 Brian let's, Tyree let's Henry is Megatron. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson as Alita, which I'm, I'm cool guessing they mean Alita One. Probably Alita uh, One. Yeah. I have comments, so I will say afterwards. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Bumblebee. That one I'm actually okay with, but like I said, I'll save my. Uh, John Hamm as Sentinel Prime. Lawrence Fishburne as Alpha Trion, and that's so that's the cast that we've gotten the main cast so far. So John Ham, John Ham, really? Yeah, as Sentinel Prime. So outside of outside of Megatron and and Optimus, everyone has done voice work before on this cast. Yes, which. Yes. Is which is great, and I, you know what? I won't say Brian Tyree Henry hasn't done voice cast. I'm not as familiar with his IMDb as I as I would like to be. I do really like that actor, um, and I don't hate him as Megatron. Quite frankly, I don't. Um, John Hamm, sure. Lawrence Fishburne as Alpha Trion is fantastic. Yes, yes, that's incredible. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm cool so into that. that casting. But Chris Hemsworth, who, as far as I know, and I've he's been an actor for as long as I've been alive. I think um, he less actually I saw him in star Trek. I followed his career for, for many years. I don't think I've ever seen him do any voice work and uh, intrinsically Brian Tyree Henry. Sorry to interrupt you, but Brian Tyree Henry has done voice work. He was okay. in a movie called the magician's elephant. Oh, that just came um, out this year. Okay. Mm, he's in a movie. He's in that. He was in uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's who? Uh, who yep. Yeah, who is he in that? Uh, uh, he is... Probably <clears throat> he'll, probably, he'll probably be a Spider-Man. We don't know. No, uh, yeah, Jefferson, da- Jefferson Davis. Oh, That's, so he's um, Miles' dad. Yeah, mm. yeah. So okay, that means so, he would have been in the first one, too. Yeah. Mm. So I like him. So, okay, yeah. I'm he's that. done voice work before. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like if you're doing a if you're doing a Transformers origin movie, don't bring Peter Cullen in. Don't do that. I, no. I think it, at this point that man let that man not be Optimus Prime for at least the movie. Um, yeah, it's it's okay. Chris right. Hemsworth has done voice work for video games. Yeah, was he Thor in the Thor video game? Yeah, yes, and he was in Lego <laughs> Dimensions as and Thor the, and the Ghostbusters. Video game apparently. Oh yeah, as his character oh, because he's, from Ghostbusters. He's, yeah. And here's yeah. the thing, like I'm sure I think I don't know, man. I that one is just I just can't hear Chris Hems- Chris Hemsworth as Optimus. I just don't get it. I there's plenty of there are plenty of voice actors who can do an Optimus Prime, who can do an Orion Pax, but I'm not sure he's Maybe the one. It's because it's young Optimus. Well, yeah, he's not that's so what young. I was gonna uh, that's what, yeah well yeah but the the voice the voice would would sound younger than like a peter cullen um because yeah. because uh, that was one thing so i will say one thing i didn't um that well that and, and i mean it's not the fault of anybody involved but when i was watching transformers prime there's a moment where in one of the episodes where um optimus prime gets reset back to orion pax he loses his memory and and yeah, great episode. But hearing Peter Cullen's voice as a as as he's supposed to be a younger Optimus, it just doesn't match. Because if you listen to the way Peter Cullen sounds now doing Optimus, he does sound different than what he did back in the eighties doing Optimus because he's gotten older and your voice older, does change yeah. and he's older. Gets raspier. 
it gets raspy. It's a lot raspier enough. So I totally am okay with him. There are people who have done Optimus besides Peter Cullen. We've definitely had other actors who do. I'm, I just, so stunt casting or, or, or casting a big name actor in a Transformers property, especially an animated Transformers property, not unusual. We had Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron. Yep. Like, mm. you know, so Frank Just Welker was only in for like movie. 15 most minutes. Of the, then, most of the voice cast in the 80s, 86 movie, you could call stunt casting. Yeah. yeah. But it was also one of the first animated movies to do that. Yeah. It paved Judd the Nelson way for what as, Disney did throughout, well, ever since the, like, 90s. But even what? even so, like I just I just think that like this one is so clearly stunt casting in a way mm. that Mario was right. This this feels very reminiscent. I I think the Mario al- an- analogy isn't isn't too far off. I do think this is actually a better cast overall than the Mario cast. As much as I like most of the people in the Mario cast, Scarlett Johansson I think is a good voice actress. I um, mm. in, in general I like her as a voice actress. Did you see Jungle Book? Yes, I did, and I hated her voice. Oh, disagree! There. I think she's incredible as as. Oh, as, God, it sounded like she was phoning Ka. it in so hard in that. Oh, disagree. Her, she's great in her. She's legitimately incredible in her. Come on, you got yes, that. yeah, that's true. Um, I, uh, I, Jungle Book was so to me like the cat the voice cast in it. You know, overall was okay, but her voice was so bad and the way that she did it and the choices she made and i don't and i love scarlett johansson as an actress i think she's a fantastic actress i don't think she's a good voice actress i really don't and i and- I, I won't disagree with you but i will but i want to just i want to interject and just say oh she oh, is great Danny in Kubo and the two oh yeah. you know what okay okay maybe it was just the one movie maybe it was just the one movie so, that she so here's what here's what i want to bring up at the end of the day no matter how good or bad this casting is, what it comes down to is directing. Yes. Voice acting and, and real acting are very different skills. And look at Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac is a great example here because Oscar Isaac did Resist Star Wars Resistance as Poe Dameron and mm-hmm. did uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse as um, Miguel O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara. Uh, yeah. Albeit the smaller role, but he's legitimately great as Miguel O'Hara. He's really good in that role. And I got excited to see him in Across the Spider-Verse. And he looks to be great in this movie, in this upcoming movie. He's terrible in Star Wars Resistance as Poe Dameron. And legitimately like, oh, Poe Dameron, oh, he's just not a good voice actor. You look at a lot of the, you look at a lot of the actors in What If, who many of the, of the returning cast from the, from the MCU struggled, but some of them didn't because some of them, some of them some of them were struggling because even though they had done voice work before the voice directing in what if is not good um True. so at the end of the day whoever is the vocal director of this movie is going to make it or break it mm-hmm. yeah I, I totally I totally agree with that um do and, we know and who Danny... the vocal direct do we know who the vocal director is gonna be I don't know I don't things, think so. no. no I don't I don't know um to Danny's point here about like, have we learned nothing from Mario? You know, let's not, let's not 
judge the movie before it has come out because to be fair like yes a lot of people hated on chris pratt as mario and then he did a decent job uh and i was one who i enjoyed mario i thought it was a perfectly enjoyable movie if you were walking into that movie expecting shakespeare then your expectations were in the wrong i'm gonna give you one better if you like mario you will have a good time if you don't like me you're gonna be bored out of your mind yeah yes Mm. but but um so it's not so much that I uh, I don't it's not that I don't think that Chris Hemsworth could do a good job. I'm always going to side on on the side of voice actors over so, you know Hollywood actors, you know, the names. Like obviously a lot of this is just for name recognition. Chris Hemsworth is a draw. They want to they they want to draw him in and so i don't think they it really had anything to do with his skill as a voice actor it was more the name recognition then let me ask you this travis we you we mentioned the original animated movie and how it had a bunch of stunt casting Mm -hmm. but that but the voice acting in that movie is fantastic Mm -hmm. so i mean oh my god the right Mm -hmm. talented people yeah, I mean it, it's totally it's totally possible this will turn out great. I'm just I am always going to side on you could have cast an actual voice actor. In I'm my... I'm with Tra- I'm with Travis on this one. Like, I I always go I always go with like you know you're doing a you're doing an animated movie you should really you should really populate it with voice actors people who are known for voice mm-hmm. acting. Let's actually make those celebrities. Let's make those people not nameless celebra- celebrities. Let's right. make them as famous as Chris Hemsworth to the point where the people see his that person's name on TV on screen. They're like, like oh, I want to see that. Like a Mel yeah. Blanc, exactly. But right. I do want to say, I do want to say, this movie is directed by the director of Toy Story Four and written by two of the writers of Ant Man and the Wasp. Both movies I really like, so I'm kind of interested. I, I, I'm I, again, it's a Transformers movie. And I we we talked about earlier how I feel about Transformers movies. I have had the rug pulled out from under me too many times. Yeah, I don't want to trust it. And so yeah, no, um, yeah, I I just I I do side and and to and to Nathan's point or or to to go on Nathan's point, there were three big names in that original movie. There was Judd Nelson, there was Orson Welles, and there was Leonard Nimoy. Outside of that, the rest of them were, were all the regular cast. Eric Idle. Oh yeah. And Eric Idle. So it's like the rest of them were all the regular voice cast and and regular voice actors. So that's, you know, I would like to see more of that. So maybe, okay. You you want Chris Hemsworth as Optimus Prime, then get all the rest of them as voice actors and stuff. So, so the originally, originally Michael Bay was not going to use Peter Cullen as Optimus. Like he was, Mm -hmm. he was going to cast someone else. Yeah. Because, and like, to be fair, like Peter Cullen hadn't voiced Optimus Prime since the eighties. Like right. not really like that. Like Peter Cullen we, is associated with Optimus Prime, but there was someone who was voicing Optimus Prime for a lot longer um, than than he did it. And so when Peter Cullen was doing Harry Chalk, I forget the name. Yeah, yeah, I think um, the guy Harry Chalk. Did, he started in Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was, yeah it was him. Harry Chalk. Um, and so so he was going to cast stunt casting, much like Hugo Weaving as Megatron, someone to mm-hmm. pair up with Hugo Weaving as Megatron. And David it was K also as a voice of um, of Optimus too. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and so I was just gonna say, like, it was fan campaign to get Peter Cullen back as as Optimus, and now people can't hear another char- another actor as as Optimus. Like, he is the reason why he is synonymous. He is the person, like, what we're talking about, right? He is the one that, like, if if you see Optimus Prime on screen and it's not Peter Cullen, you're questioning why isn't it? Right. 
Yeah. Well, and, and it's the same thing with with Mark Hamill and the Joker. You know, it's sure. like because because Mark Hamill, like when when one of the um, Arkham movie or Arkham games came Arkham out origins. Yeah. And he wasn't the voice of the Joker. And they asked him, well, why weren't you? Why didn't you voice the Joker? And he's like, they didn't ask me. To be fair, you know, Kevin Conroy's not Batman in that movie either. In that game. In either. that game, no, he's yeah. not. Well, and for a while, Mark Hamill didn't want to voice the Joker anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he said, like, I've been doing it forever. I don't really want to do it again. Unless you do the killing joke. Then I'll do it one more time. And right. we all cried because they did the killing joke and they shouldn't have. Um so, so I'm not against just skip using... like the first 25 minutes. <laughs> no, skip the whole <laughs> thing. It's, it's terrible. No. Um <laughs> I'm not against using other voice actors for characters. Like I am totally okay with that, but, but I, I just, you know, I think it's more, I I have more issues, not with this casting as much as I have an issue with the system that Hollywood is under with voice actors. Um, You know, and and we had the same problem with, with the, we talked about transformers uh, war for Cybertron. A lot of those voice actors, why didn't they bring any original cast back? It wasn't because, oh, none of them wanted to or we couldn't afford to pay them. No, it's because they were all union workers. They were all union actors. We didn't want to deal with the union, so we hired non-union. We're getting a little, we're getting into the into the weeds now, Travis. Yes, but that, so that's, that's the Get only thing. Get us out thing. of here. Uh, that's the only thing that I wanted to say about that. So I, it's I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you, Travis. I'm with you. Yeah um but we'll see we'll see how it turns out it could be great i i'm i'm open to it being great i just have issues with you know other things yeah um well now we're getting into toys and collectibles and i'm going to go ahead and let michael take over because he is our uh toy and collectible expert well you might have to help me with this first one travis because admittedly i have not watched osama uh king older yet mm-hmm. um i just haven't osama, had time to but osama we, sentai king older oh yeah osama sentai king older which is the uh current sentai running um it is the 30 no sorry it is the 46th sentai um in the running in the long running franchise and recently sh figure arts released uh, no, it wasn't SH. Yeah, it was SH Figure Arts that released a toy of what's going to be the sixth Ranger. Uh, uh, Travis, was it, or was it Bandai? I thought it was all Bandai. I thought it was. I thought it. Well, SH Fig. Well, no, that's Bluefin. Sorry, I'm getting that wrong. Um, so uh, yeah. this is this looks like SH Figure Arts uh, because it's articulated. So I'm guessing it's SH Figure Arts. Um, so this is going to be our sixth Ranger based on a Black Widow spider, I believe. Um, if I'm looking at the notes here. A Black uh, Widow spider and he's white. Hey, <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually don't. I don't I don't think they've said Black Widow. I think that it's just spider. So so mm-hmm. his uh his name is Spider Kumonos, uh is mm-hmm. the name of the thing. Uh Ku- Kumon, I think, is the Kumon Japanese- or which is where we get Kumonga from. Yeah, Kumonga, which is a giant spider from from Godzilla movies. But Kumon is the is the Japanese word for spider, just spider. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's I don't know if he's actually supposed to be a black widow spider as much as he is just a spider. Um, he this is the White Ranger. We have he has not appeared in the show yet. This is the sixth but Ranger it- design, but we have been getting these toy leaks. Uh, that show him and his arsenal. So 
real quick before we before we move off of this image here, just because I want to I want to park here on this image. Um, Brandon, yeah, am I crazy in getting anti venom vibes? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. When you pulled that up, I was like, oh, anti venom. Yeah, it, it is totally. If anybody I, I is a Spider Man fan, I can see it. <clears throat> Yeah, he is. He is a. He is an anti venom. He looks like anti venom. I really like this design. Like I am so, so out of the loop of Super Sentai. I have not been in it for a long time. But man, does this look like an awesome design! And this might be my favorite Sixth Ranger design. I'm really enjoying the designs for King Oger. Period. I just. I think mm -hmm. I'm so. I'm. Uh, King much Oger more... is all it's insect themed, right? It's all yes. insect themed, yeah. Yeah, so insect that, for Travis, and, that actually uh, makes sense. King and royalty themed, they're both, it's both. Mm. Yeah, the Megazord um, and the giant castle. So we've seen that before. Yes, yeah. So we have they, there are scans of the the Zord for mm -hmm. uh Spider for Kumono. Uh, the they they were very, very um they were just really bad scans. So I didn't put them in the, in our uh, things here, but one of the things that this, this design, he does not have the Cape that the other King Oger mm. um, Rangers have, but Which he, well, he sure has makes this... Michael happy. Hush, Nathan. He has this um, little like tails. He has the tails. He does have like, yeah, it's like suit tails. He's like suit yeah. tails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can look at some of the other, uh, some of the other, arsenal that he has he has the kumono slayer which is a bladed weapon with an alter alternate powers unlocked by a set of keys which actually works with the ranger keys from one of the other other series that happened i forget go sager go sager was it go sager yeah it was go yeah, mega, ranger, mega force yeah mm -hmm. that one that one um the the keys actually fit uh, for those too. So uh, that, that was something that somebody said online was, I wonder if these fit. And they, they looked and like, oh no, they're exactly the same. So they will fit. Uh, his other uh, thing in his arsenal is the Venomix shooter. It's his second weapon, a blaster loosely based on a can of insecticide. Oh no, this is the belt. Sorry. Uh, this say, is, what? This is, this is the insecticide stuff. Um, looks kind of cool. The gimmickiness yeah. of Sentai continues. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, all of these properties, Nathan, are gimmicky. Like Super uh, Sentai, Sentai is the most, might be the most. Uh, gimmicky. No. Uh, no. Common no. Rider is up there too. I was going to say, Common Rider is a close second. No, 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 no. Rider's up there too. Ultraman's I think that Common Rider is a little bit more toyetic than Sentai, but we're getting, I don't want to get into the weeds with that. I think, the, um, I think the only difference is Sentai has been that way longer, but true. Common Rider made up made up for lost time <laughs> for right. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but right. yeah, so yeah, we have a few other shots. These are the promotional of, photos. Yeah, yeah, these are the promotional. They were kind of split into two, so they're kind of here. This is him shooting the Venomix. Uh, so and yeah, we get a close up of this look of his helmet and his suit design. Uh, here is an image, a promotional image that's from the like official it. Super Sentai Twitter account. Mm -hmm. um, somebody mentioned that he's got the he's got uh, the same look to him that um, 
Abba Ranger, or was it Abba Killer? Yes, Abare Killer. Abare Killer. Abare Killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's but it's uh, it's the black and white, and I can see that because Abare Killer, which is from has... Dino Thunder, the the sixth ra- or the the extra ranger in Dino Thunder. If yeah. anybody's right. not aware. Right. So I think it's it's mainly the black and white and the, with the gold embellishment, but it's the, right. it's the helmet too, because the visor yeah. for Abba for Abba Killer was that very um yeah it was the stylized it was the very like scratch it looked like um it looked like claw scratches the way it was uh-huh. stylized yeah but it was supposed to it was supposed to mimic a bird because the 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 the, the personal zord for abba killer in abba ranger was a it wasn't a pterodactyl but it was a flying dinosaur yeah. i do not remember the name of it though it was yeah it was some kind of pteranodon type thing um yeah, so so uh, a lot of the stuff that we've gotten from this, I got from Toku Nation. So I want to give them a mm-hmm. big shout out, TokuNation. Oh yeah, Toku Nation is fantastic. Toku Nation. Yeah, is that's fantastic. where I got a lot of the news for this. Um, I'm not big, like I said, I am not big into Sentai. The only reason that I'm excited for this at all is just because of the design. I think the design looks fantastic, and it fits within the motif of Sixth Ranger styles because we've had sixth rangers i mean going back all the way to the the uh kiba ranger. ranger yeah Zhu ranger with kiba is it kiba ranger no Dragon no Zhu no, ranger was Zhu yeah, ranger was the featured the very first six ranger the right that was, was the, the dragon ranger. ranger but i was talking about kiba ranger from die ranger die ranger the gold that was ranger, yeah the gold and black that's what i was talking about the 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 aesthetics kind of you know fit within that motif of it of finally happened black. A comment has erased me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but no, Oscar, you're correct. It was it was Drago. It was the Dragon's or it was called the well, correct uh help me, Nathan. Was it called the Dragon Zord in uh Dino Thunder? Or no, was it, it was like Drago or... Drago Drago Zord or something. I'll look like it that. up. Something like it was, that. I'm I want to say it was the Drago Zord. But I can. What I'm trying to think of is the actual dinosaur that it was uh, modeled after. That's what I'm trying to think of. But thank you, Oscar. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. So. Anyway. That. Um. Any thought? Any other thoughts besides just this looks cool? <laughs> Admit. Admittedly, I feel like a fake fan for not being able to watch King Oger yet, but it is on my radar. I. I got a show for art. you. Huh? If you're feeling like a fake fan, I got a show for you. Because uh, yes. you're, like like you're a fake nerd. Yeah. Um, but I'm Tish. Um, <laughs> it is but, uh, the Drago Zord. That's yeah. what I. That's what I was thinking. So thank you, Oscar, for jogging my memory. It all starts running together after a while. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched King Oger yet. Whoa! Uh, I just looked friend... up what this. Uh, I looked up what dinosaur this thing is supposed to be, and this is. I'm not even sure that's pronounceable. I'm going to put it in the chat and you guys can have fun. Hey, if there I saw it on a prehistoric planet, I'll know what it is. That's what it's supposed to be. That's the dinosaur. No, that's not from prehistoric planet. That, I would have remembered that. But that's, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah. it's, it, is a, it is a species of pterosaur. That is what we know. Thank you, Nathan, mm-hmm. for your epic research skills. Um, I think it looks great. I really want to get around to watching King Oger. I just haven't yet. Um, 
but I, it looks like a fantastic series. But we can move on to the next little bit of news. So last yes. night, before we do and, that, actually, may I interject? Yes, you may. Uh, I unfortunately right. have to go because I have to yes. get ready for my show. Yes, oh, you've got to record well. the Fake Nerds podcast. So yes. go ahead and give give your plugs for everyone who is listening before you head out. I'll be quick about it because there's more show you guys got to do. Um, but as they said that, yes, I have got to go do my show, which is the Fake Nerd podcast, which goes live every Sunday. Uh, we're doing it a little bit earlier tonight because um, oftentimes we record until midnight and we don't really want to do that tonight. Um so we're going to uh, time zones. I'm in, I'm in California. Um, so I'm uh, going to get ready for that. It's called Fickner Podcast. We talk about all sorts of news and comic books and movies and things like that, just kind of generalities. Um, and uh, yeah, just find me over there, BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter and um, Fickner Podcast and all the social medias. I also write, I'm the website editor. I'll just say that last thing. I'm the website editor for kaijuramamedia.com. Uh, if you guys have articles, reach out to me. Um, I'll most likely publish them because I want to put more content on that website. But yeah, so thank you for, for, thank you for having me on. I uh, appreciate it, Thank guys. you, good sir. Yeah. We thank will you see you being... next time. See you, guys. Bye. Tell the crew we said hi. Or <laughs> not. It's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> Any, uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so moving on to the next um, the next bit of news, you want to talk about uh, yes. Spring Superfest. Uh, this is the one that I'm the this is the one that I'm the most familiar with because our friends, uh, my friends at uh, Monsters with Attitude, we've all been talking about this uh, since we saw it last night. So Spring Superfest happened last night, which is a uh, model which is a model festival in Japan. And they showed off several things, but the most interesting thing is, at least to me and to uh, collect to a collector, they showed off the next figure in their favorite sculptors line. So if you are if you're not familiar with what that line is, uh, basically X Plus takes uh, takes sculpts from past model kits and turns them into vinyl figures. So the so they showed off the Godzilla 1974. I know there's some argument online. Oh, it looks like 73. It's not 73. It's 74. Get over it. Um, yeah, it says 74 at the bottom of the... the it's seven, the, Yeah, it's 74. Yeah. It is definitely 74. And this one, this particular figure is taken from the Monster Maker 28 uh, resin kit. I cannot remember what year that kit came out. Originally, my friend Nate, uh, Nathan, my friend uh, Eric Stolp in the chat can tell me what year that kit came out in. I think it was 2012. Eric, please correct me. Um, but this looks phenomenal uh, and it will pair up with, it'll pair great with the 30 centimeter uh, favorite sculptors line Mechagodzilla that just got released uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, there's a picture of it there. Um, so they're intended to go together, both of them in the same line, both of them in the same scale. Uh, from what we understand, rumor is uh, pre-orders go up. Pre-orders go up in June with a September uh, with a September release date. Um, uh, 24, uh, 24, oh, 2014. Thank you, uh, uh, thank you, um, Eric, for doing that. I thought it was like I thought it was 2012, but okay. So I knew it was several years ago, um, but I think this looks phenomenal. Uh, I will be 
trying to get it because I wanted to go with, I love Mecha, I love Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. It's one of my favorite Godzilla films. And I want a um, representation of the 1974 in my collection. So I intend on picking this up. This is a day one pre-order for me personally. Um, if everything, if nothing catastrophic happens with finances, of course, but um, uh, I'm guessing Eh, I'm guessing uh, the the RIC, which is the which stands RIC R I C, which stands for Rare Interesting Collectible, uh, the RIC option for that will probably be a light up, is what I'm guessing. Uh, How much do you think it, it'll be? Uh, well, the Mecha the Mecha Godzilla was uh, Mecha Godzilla was 180 for the standard and 225 for the RIC. Eric, help me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, but I believe it was like 180 for the standard, 220 for the Rick. Um, if you bought it directly from uh, Shonen Rick's site. Now, if you are if you were paying aftermarket, you paid a little bit more because that's just how the aftermarket works. Um, for me personally, I think I ended up getting mine for 160. Um, so... Uh, or Mecha, I should say I got my Mechagodzilla for 160 because I got the standard. I didn't get the Rick. I don't really care all that much about light-ups. Um, I'm guessing it'll be around that price point. I'm My fear is this is going to be a Rick exclusive, which means which simply means it's only going to be sold on the, on the Shonen Rick site, and that's the only place you can get it uh, unless you have um, stores like Awesome Collector or Kaiju Live that are willing to bring it in. Um so yeah, thank you, Adrian, for uh, confirming it. So about, around 180 for the standard, or 160 to 180 for the standard, and then um, uh, 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 225 for the for the Rick for the Rick option. Uh, I would hope. So Oscar says I would hope for a battle damage as the Rick uh, with the power lines. That would be phenomenal. My fear. Is though and Eric, um, Eric and Adrian and I were talking about this earlier. Since the original kit didn't come with anything and it did not come with any like extra pieces or anything like that, I doubt it's going to come with something like that. Although that would be phenomenal if it came with something like that, or even not necessarily the power lines. Um, maybe not necessarily the power lines, but like you said, battle damage with like the blood. With with like the blood uh, with the blood splots where the with the missiles dug into the skin, uh, stuff like that. Accessories that, be... that look like blood geysers. <laughs> yes, accessories that look like blood geysers, which probably yeah. which won't happen. I can tell you that. Most likely, the extra option, the upgrade, the upgrade option for this will be a light up. That is what I'm guessing. That is the most because X Plus loves their light ups. Uh, I don't personally. Uh, I personally don't care. A whole lot about light ups, but we'll talk about a light up in here in just a minute that I'm very much in love with. Mm -hmm. um, um, so Eric says, Eric Stolp says, most likely just a light up, but one can only hope for more, of course. But I'm thinking it's going to be a light up. It's a beautiful figure. Um, I'm sure that by the time this finally gets shown off in its fully painted form in a few months there's going to be some tweaking specifically maybe to the brows and maybe to the eyes. And because it's really just hard to tell what this thing is actually going to look like. Um, and it's, this is just a clay model. Essentially. This is a clay prototype model. This is just to show what the figure will look like in its form, but we really won't be able to 
pass judgment until um, the fully painted version shows up. So I'm hoping it's going to, I hope it's going to look great. This will be a pre-order for me later on this year. Again, if finances line up and I hope they do um, because I want that representation of Godzilla in my collection. So we can move on to the next little bit of, of news. Um, and this is going to be, and this is going to interest both of you because I know that both of you like smaller articulated collectors because as we all, as sometimes space is a premium. So um, Travis, can you go to not this photo, but uh, one of the next one of the, nah, one of the next photos. None, none of the Ultraman uh, stuff. Uh, no, go no. The old I'm going to Zeton. Sorry. Oh, there we okay. Go. Just okay. just park here. Park here. So SH Figure Arts. I just saw this today, so I threw it in the notes. I just saw today the SH Figure Arts, and I know I'm going fast because I know we're running a little bit on time. Um, SH Figure Arts is going to be releasing a Zeton from uh, uh, Shin Ultraman, and with this particular Zeton, you'll be able to transform it into the various. Uh, forms, I guess, and to make it look like the super weapon form or just the Zeton form when it was just kind of hovering out in space. But what's really interesting is this thing is going to be, I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be like, it's going to be huge. It's going to be, um, oh, I thought I read it was like 30, is around the 30 centimeter mark. So it's going to be huge, but it, uh, what, what's 10 inches, about 10 inches. Yeah. It's going to be about 10 inches tall or 10 inches in width or height, uh, however that lines up. Um, but what's interesting about it is it comes with, and we can go back to that first photo you showed, uh, Travis. It comes with a, a mini Shin Ultraman when Shin Ultraman was throwing the, um, is there an official name for those, Nathan? The, the buzzsaws? The, the, the buzzsaw. Uh, I don't remember offhand, but give me a second. Well, okay. So it comes with a little mini Shin Ultraman figure that scales with Zeton. Of, special and, beam and cannon. Sorry. Special beam cannon. Okay, fine. We'll go with that. Um, but it comes with these little buzzsaw effect piece that go with it to emulate that scene from Shin Ultraman um, where Ultraman is fighting Zeton and trying to stop the destruction of Earth. So that's going to be fun. I probably won't pick this up. I just know I know that you two love our smaller articulated figures. No pricing is available that I know of yet, um, and no and uh, uh, pre order pre order is currently TBD. Okay. Uh, uh, so the official name is Ultra Slash or Dismembering Halo. Ooh, I like Dismembering Halo the most. Hmm. Sounds fun. So we can move on to, and we can move on to a next little bit of news. What'd you have next, Travis? I think you had Morrison next and we'll just touch uh, on that really briefly. The, uh, no, I had, uh, that was the, that was the burning one, right? The burning Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll yeah, do yeah, burning, yeah. We'll do burning Godzilla next. Yeah. That's, that's what I had next. And the, in the notes, mm -hmm. uh, I'm pulling it up now. Give me a second. Ah, Haya, Haya Toys. Uh, so Haya Toys is this little company that people have have really gotten, have really given high praise. They are direct competitors to SH Monster Arts, uh, and the it all in a way it almost reminds me a little bit of NECA as well. When NECA was when NECA still had the Godzilla license, and they released their um, 2019 figures for Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, 
Haya Toys, I believe, is a Chinese company that's competing with SH Monster Arts. And their sculpt for the 2019 uh, Godzilla has been given high praise uh, since, it, since, I believe, last year when it came out. Uh, people in the chat, correct me if I'm wrong there, but um, this guy will MSRP for $39.99, if I'm not mistaken, USD, which is cheap. Um, but the, the kicker is these are going to be produced in limited quantities. So once they're gone, they're gone. And then the aftermarket will shoot up. So I have to ask you two again, since you are articulated collectors, will you be grabbing this burning Godzilla for your own collection? It does look cool. Yeah. I it don't have looks a, well, no, I do have a burning Godzilla, but not this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have any Burning Godzilla uh, figures. Um, yes, this does remind me a lot of NECA. Uh, it looks very NECA. Yeah, but does it looks a little bit higher quality than NECA. And even though I liked NECA, but it does look a little bit higher quality. Mm. Oh, no, it does. Uh, it does. Uh, I, I don't personally own any Haya toys, but from all the photos... Uh, from what all the all the photos that I've seen of them, I know there is there is an articulated Godzilla collectors group on Facebook, and they post a lot of photos of Haya toys uh, and some of the and they just released, if I'm not mistaken, they just released the Rodan or they're going to be releasing Rodan and Mothra and King Ghidorah, all basically all the kaiju from that movie, and they all look really good. So they're definitely give and and for the price point that these are at of like third around forty dollars, that is a that is a really great competitor for SH Monster Arts for the quality of sculpt that you're getting. Because SH, for if you're an SH Monster Arts collector, you're paying $80 and above for a six-inch articulated figure. And I believe, um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, these are a little bit bigger too. These are closer, these are closer to the eight-inch um uh, Eric, if you're, if you're listening and you want to correct me, I think these are closer to the eight inch scale, whereas SH monster arts are in the six inch scale. Um, Eric, Eric Stolp also says the quality is just as good, if not better than SH monster arts for a fraction of the price. And that's what we were just mentioning, like $40 versus 80 and above for just as great a figure. Um, in that articulated scale. And if you're, if you're someone like, um, Oh God, what is it? Figure mania show or Godzilla figure show, or what is that account on Instagram? I always forget his handle, but where he does, um, uh, recreations of scenes or he does figure photography. Like this is oh, yeah. something like this is really good for folks like that. I personally don't mm -hmm. do things like that. Cause I don't, I don't have the talent for it. Honestly, if I'm being blunt about it, um, but if I was, I would be all over something like this. Um, Eric Stolp also says these sell out super fast. Also, um, have your have your oh have your hand on the button when they drop. So um, these he's right. So he's right. So these Haya toys they've been selling out super quick, and they're and they're and they just shoot up. Figure Mania show. Thank you, Oscar. Um, and they just shoot up on the aftermarket once it, once they're, once they're gone. where, uh, where can somebody get this figure? Uh, I would say, well, right now you can get it on, if I'm not mistaken, you can get them through big bad toy store. Awesome collector. I would say big bad toy store would be the first place that I would look, uh, personally or entertainment earth. Uh, those are the three big places that I know of that carry Haya toys. 
specifically um, Big Bad Toy Store. They've so far, Big Bad Toy Store has has also um, has has carried all of the Haya Toys uh, releases up to this point. Um, and also, I had to remind our good friend Danny Demana of this the other day. If you don't have and me you, if, and oh, and you, I forgot. Yeah, that's right. Because you ordered your um, um, a bunch of common writer stuff. You ordered common writer stuff. Uh, they don't, uh, they don't, Big Bad Toy Store doesn't charge you up front for stuff. So that's always a plus. I like using Big Bad Toy Store for that reason. Also, we have to say hello to Sean McGinnis, our good friend over at Neo Monster Island. Uh, his comment, I'm going to wait on, I'm going to wait on this because I still love the NECA version. And that's totally fair, Sean. I know a lot of diehard people are, I know a lot of diehard NECA fans that were very upset when, when NECA lost the license to Godzilla stuff. And that's, and that's totally fair. Uh, that's totally yeah, which fair. is, I think is why they picked up the Kong license. Cause they're like, well, mm -hmm. we lost Godzilla. Let's go with the other big Kaiju. Right. Right. And because yes, and Kong is a Kaiju. Eat it, Elijah. <laughs> yes. Uh, quite. And all the, yes, quite all their, um, like I, I really miss NECA being in existence, honestly. Um, it, it was it was just nice to have like a wait a, they a went under no there's no way they went under well the the license is what I'm talking about I oh okay something. um I was uh I I really missed them having the Godzilla license because it was Daisy just really nice. we have the pod we have a we have the, a the pod, podcast the podcast the podcast has made an appearance hi Daisy um it was just really nice to have an affordable line of godzilla figures out there i had um that aren't I had, playmates uh, yeah that aren't playmates right so uh one more one more comment from our friend at neo monster island um they may have they may have had their flaws but they had they had uh they had charm and worked well for my photography so um i'm sure that's how a lot of folks felt sean and uh like you and others who do toy photography uh they were not only just toys, but they were also investments and tools to do artwork with. So anyway, so speaking of burning Godzilla, I wanted to do a shameless, uh, I want to do something a little shameless here. If, if I, if I may, uh, okay. I'm going to blow myself. I'm going to blow myself up. There's a pause. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> learn not to pause between your words. You learned this last week. <laughs> this is not the right stream. This is not your OnlyFans. Okay. Wait, hang on. I, did, I, I said blow myself up. I didn't just for, forget it. You paused. Forget it. For, fine, 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 fine. So, you and the Freudian slips got Brandon and his cousin, and you know you and your Freudian slips. I'm gonna mute Nathan there while he uh, composes himself, if that's okay, guys. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't mention our good friends at Kaiju Live. Uh, this week marked the release of that long anticipated burning Godzilla figure from spiral studios, the ultimate master line figure. And I got mine. I got mine earlier this week and I just wanted to shamelessly show it off. If that's okay. Uh, it's a big it out, boy. It out. 
This is this is my baby. Oh my this gosh. My, this is my baby. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is Oh my okay. gosh. This is my baby. My beautiful baby boy that I get to see every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, gosh. He's girthy. This is about uh it's, it's about 30 pounds. That I'm 30 pounds for for anybody who's listening to this later and not actually watching. I know this this. can be taken out of context, um, but Michael is showing off his Spiral Studios burning Godzilla figure, and my goodness, it is huge! (laughs) It's very huge. How do you how, Michael? Barely fits. (laughs) in frame i mean it's i mean it's so tight in here that it barely fits i can't i can't even uh in frame stop it in frame in frame michael in frame i mean this is one spicy boy that's for sure so Uh, I'm with Danny. Uh, he better be helping you with rent. <laughs> yeah, that's so, not a that's not a figure. That's a roommate. <laughs> yes. This is my, so this is this is this is my this is my uh, roommate, Burning Godzilla. There we go. Uh, so I would. How, I wanted to. Sh- how does the girlfriend feel about this? Oh, she okay, she loves Nathan. this. We're gonna mute oh, she, you. Let no, let let no, Michael talk. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I promise. Julie has seen this. She loves it because she's also a Godzilla fan. And she says, it's my money. I can spend it how I want to. So. (laughs) Marry this Uh, woman tomorrow. (laughs) But to be fair, to be fair, this guy has been, this this guy has been on a payment plan for the last two years because I've been waiting on this guy for two years. Uh, And when it came, I was over the moon impressed by it. Um, so to my friend, uh, if you want to, uh, to my friend, Eric Stolp in the chat who has mm. not yet received his yet be jealous is all I can say it be jealous. Uh, but this is a beautiful figure. It's made of, uh, it's made of a, a softer form of resin. So I'm, I, I don't, the cord is super short. Um, so it's too short to plug into a proper hole right now. So, um, I ha- I can't show you the light up, but if you go and look online at Monsters with Attitude Facebook group, you'll see all the photos that I posted of this guy. Um, and he's getting very heavy, so I'm going to put him down, and I'm very scared that I'm going to break him because he's my new best friend. Because my wow. friend with toys. Travis, I- we've been replaced. I know we've been replaced by plastic. Uh- <laughs> it's not plastic. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so I'm yeah, yeah. going to make a, uh, I'm going to make a Dr. K meme for, uh, like that for you. So uh, uh, it's so not asked, plastic. Nathan oh. asked how the girlfriend felt, but my first reaction was, "How do the cats feel about this thing being in the house?" Um, <laughs> if you really want my honest answer, like when I first took it out of the box and 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 put it on the coffee table, um, or not the coffee table, um. <laughs> yeah eric it's not plastic put it on the dining room table which it almost takes up the whole length of my mm, dining room i table. saw the pictures <laughs> um and uh 
the my my old my male cat came up to it and kind of sniffed it a little bit and he hissed at it. So <laughs> okay, I guess that tells me something. Yeah, let's not, hope he didn't claim it. <laughs> no, my cat doesn't spray. My cat doesn't spray, Nathan. Um, I was picturing, I guess, because I'm used to dogs. I'm picturing it humping it. <laughs> oh God, this is mine. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wake up. I'm, if I had a dog, I'd wake up to it. I'd wake up to it humping my Godzilla figure. Yeah. If you're and... lucky, he probably chew it. <laughs> <You're lucky. laughs> okay. I just and realized that... how that came out. <laughs> And with that, uh, do you have any other toys? Um, because no, got- I think we're good. I think we're good. We uh, we were. I was going to talk about a few more things, but it's in it's inconsequential stuff. But that's so the one, main. That's one, the main stuff I had. Okay. All right, that sounds good. We can move on to the comics and video games. We have one bit of news. Yes, Danny, for the children. <laughs> All the children. Uh, we do have one bit. We're of video sorry, games. Kim. <laughs> one bit of video game news, and that is that Gigabash, the 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 video game that is kaiju related and definitely takes a lot of uh, tropes and stuff from kaiju and and Ultraman and other things like that, is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Finally, it has not been available on the Switch up to this point. It is finally coming to the Switch on August fourth along with not just the game, but along with all of the Godzilla DLC that they have put out mm. for that. So we're going to get to play. Finally, people who have the switch can play Gigabash and have Godzilla video game and, and get their Godzilla video mm. game fix. And have, uh, have uh, you guys played it? The game? No, I've been waiting for it on the switch. Okay. I have it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I have it on the PS4. I've done. I've streamed the game a little yes, bit. Yes, we so. know you're a PlayStation purist, elite gamer. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, so my question, my question to everybody who's watching this or listening to this later, you can you can uh, comment or you can message us later on or send us a tweet. Uh, would you like to see me and Nathan because we're the only two true gamers? Gamer bros. Um, oh God. <laughs> to 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 uh uh. Would you like to see a stream Gigabash when it comes out and see it, watch us play on this YouTube channel? Because I'm not, I'm open to it. I can make that happen. Yeah. I'm also open to streaming some, uh, some Power Rangers, uh, video game that, um, oh, which one? Fighting game. The, the, oh, uh, Battle for the Grid. Yeah. Yeah. Battle for the Grid. Yeah. So, Michael uh, sucks at it. (laughs) And I've never played, so I'm sure. You're getting muted. Anyway, so that was just the last little bit of news that we wanted to talk about. And now we can move on to the mailbag. But before we play the theme, I just want to remind everyone, if you have something that you want to be read out on the podcast or on the show, you can hashtag Kaiju Weekly News or send it to us on Twitter at Kaiju Weekly or at Kaiju underscore ramen. We will check all three of them so you can do that. If you want it read out, um, you can also write something down. If you're watching this live, write something in the chat. If you have a question or a comment that you want us to read out on the show live here uh, for the next like five to 10 minutes, um, uh, you can comment down below. And so without further ado, let's play the mailbag. What's in the mail today?
And the I want to mention this really quick for okay. Danny. Go ahead. The yeah, comic news plug. Our friends at Titanic Creations are currently shipping their new kaiju graphic novel, Soul Wax. I just finished reading it, and it's excellent. To definitely pick that up to support them. Soul Wax. I thought it was Soul it Wax soul war. or Soul War. Sorry. <laughs> are you wax drunk? In the Maybe the soul wax on wax off. Well, I, I, I have a, I have a friend whose gamer tag is soul wax. That's probably what I was thinking. Of. Or you're just over there waxing your. Never mind. Edit. Anyway. So uh, we do have a bit of uh, a, a bit of correspondence here from our friend, uh, Frankie B. Washington. I don't have it to pull up on screen, but I'll just read it out. So hashtag Kaiju Weekly News. It's an exciting time for indie comic creators who are putting out content for the Kaiju slash giant robot fandom. Uh, even more so for those who are reviewing, talking about this revo uh, revolution. Uh, the legacy IPs can't have all the fun. Here comes the infant IPs. And there he is talking about a project that he has been working on as the artist. Um, I forget who's the writer, but he's been working on as the artist uh, is uh, Kaijus and Cowboys. Uh, and that is a comic book uh, that is available on kickstarter right now that you can check out if you go to kickstarter.com slash project slash kaijus and cowboys you can check out the kickstarter for that it looks fantastic the artwork looks great i love that i love i love frankie's art style of this kind of and and don't i hope frankie doesn't take it the wrong way but but it's kind of got this like dirty kind of uh grimy look to it which it I, looks I very like. 90s yeah, well, like it was, it that's much. because it was inspired by 90s comic books, specifically mm -hmm. 90s Godzilla, 90s Marvel yep. comic book. Or no, that's set or uh, when was I, um, Dark Horse. Dark, Dark Horse. Horse. It was inspired by that art style because that's what, you know, when I had my own, so when I had my solo show a couple of years ago and I had Frankie on and we talked mm -hmm. about that. We talked about his art style and what he liked and. Uh, it, he, there is a lot of inspiration drawn from those Marvel Godzilla comics and some of the, and some of the comics from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So go check it out, go check out, uh, their, their Kickstarter and give them some love. Cause, uh, they, uh, put, are putting out a great, great comic and they need all the support they can get. Um, mm -hmm. do we have any in the chat? Anybody have any kind of comments that you want us to, to, Mention uh, Danny where he uh, did the Soul War. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, uh, uh, while we're waiting for questions to come in, Travis, with the screen positions and our background, you look like you have a little crown. <laughs> I have a crown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of the. <laughs> yeah. That's neat. Um, <clears throat> Oscar Solis, are any of you guys planning on getting the Spiral 2019 atomic version? Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i i oscar Wrong actually word. no i am not uh because i thought i was going to but left, left. honestly <laughs> since receiving the burning godzilla i'm satisfied i i'm i'm perfectly satisfied with that um i, I i'm trying to buy i'm trying to buy quality over quantity and i'm very much i'm just very much satisfied with the spiral burning godzilla that i received this week um and so I want to I want to enjoy that before I move on to the next thing. 
And I'm hoping later on down the road, Spiral does release a one that actually lights up uh, because that's kind of what I wanted from that particular release. If I'm going to spend $2,000 on something, I'd rather get a car. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I'd rather eat for like two months versus uh, <laughs> having. It's amazing what you can survive on if you if you if you force yourself to yeah, buy a spiral yeah. Godzilla, live on ramen. Um, Pretty much. To be, to be fair, though, if I was to get any spiral Godzilla, it probably would be the atomic version because I like blue more blue, than i like the orange blue, blue fin it's a blue fin supremacy blue fin mm-hmm. supremacy. yeah mm-hmm. yep <laughs> i like uh, blue so, fin godzilla too yeah so that's that's uh that's how uh that's that's how i feel but i can't afford it. there's no way i can afford it uh neil oh, God- island our friend at sean uh he says his comment is all godzillas are beautiful and that is the truth it is true that is the Little truth, big. except for Shin. Except for Shin. Well, Shin is Shin is beautiful in its own way. We don't. We don't. We don't. Are you shin, shaming his shin thunder shame? thighs? I we was. Don't we don't shame? shin. We don't shin shame on this podcast. So I almost said we don't. I almost said we don't brisket shame on this podcast because it does look like a big hunk of brisket. Um, <laughs> Well, maybe that's uh, just because I'm hungry right now. That's why I think it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. All Godzillas are beautiful. They're all, they're all great. And, and, and yeah, even Shin Godzilla. Um, and, and of course, we, without Shin Godzilla, we wouldn't have all the, uh, was it Kamada Kun memes? Kamada Kun, yeah. But they're just adorable and I love them. I love them all. Um, that yeah. ugly thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shin Gojira is thick and we are here for it. Him and Ultima. Yeah, them thunder thighs. Love them. Love them. Ultima love them. Has, in their uh, defense, Heisei Godzilla was a big boy too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- <clears throat> Ultima has a lot of junk in the trunk and I appreciate I appreciate a lot of junk in the trunk. Okay. And with I, that, I, I think I, that's going to be the end of our show this week. So we have had a lot of fun. We once again want to give a shout out to Brandon McClure, who was able to join us for the first uh, bit of this uh, podcast and the show. Uh, go check out Fake Nerds Podcast. They are live right now. You can go check them out as soon as you get done watching us, or you can just go and listen to their podcast or watch some of their older episodes, but it's fake nurse podcast. They are a great bunch of guys and they are a ton of fun. We have actually had a few of the, uh, the of his co-hosts on our show before back when we were doing just the podcast. Uh, and yeah, just a lot of fun. I love interacting with them. Love all the work that, that uh, Brandon does for us for the magazine, everything. So yeah, I do. Before we go, I do want to mention this show will be will be uh, broadcasted live next week from All Monsters Attack uh, because yes. we'll all be at All Monsters Attack next weekend in Chicago, um, and we will be producing. We will be brought. We will be streaming live from All Monsters Attack. I'm curious how that's going to go because I'm I'm imagining it's going to be a little chaotic. Uh, we may see a few people pop in uh, randomly, unexpectedly. So be prepared for that. Um, 
but it's going to be a good show. We, I don't know what time we're going to be streaming on Sunday. It may not actually be at seven o'clock. Just depends on how busy the con and everything is. So right. We will let you guys know what time we're going live on Sunday. We yeah, might get we'll video you... bombed by all the guests. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, real quick, Danny did mention uh, PSA for everyone. By the time next week comes around, uh, Generation Kakaida, which is the, ah, the right. website that sells uh, the Common Rider and Kakaida uh, DVDs, uh, will be closed. Oh, so man, if tomorrow? you are interested in getting any of those, uh, the V3, uh, Kamen Rider, uh, Kikaida, all of those things, uh, you can check them out. They're, they're, if you don't know what they are, they're a Hawaiian-based uh, company and store, and they are going to be uh, closing down. And so... We, oh, you know, my gosh. Uh, oh, no. I, I'm checking it right now. and Oh, my gosh. They're selling out so fast. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're... Because people are interested. And that's the only place you can get some of those things. Like, you know, like the V3 and, and, and Kikaida. That's the only place you can get them in the United States. So... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And almost everything I'm looking at here right now is sold out. It's crazy. Okay, Nathan. Give your plugs. I am the, the host of the minutes. Monster Island Film Vault. I am also the co-host of Henshin Men, and I am the co-host of The Power Trip, and you can check out my writings on NathanJSMarchand.com. Follow the podcast on all the socials and follow me at NathanMarchand7 on Twitter, and I have a professional Facebook page called The Worlds of Nathan Marchand. I'm done. There. Happy? Yes. Thank you. And you can find me and Nathan on the power trip, a journey through the power Rangers franchise. We just produced, we just released our once and always episode uh, with some help from our good friend, Kaiju Kim, Kim, if you're still watching, thank you. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, go listen to that podcast. If you're into power Rangers and super Sentai. Yep. And go follow them on Twitter at power trip pod. Um, yeah, and if you want to, you know, follow this podcast, you can do that at Kaiju Weekly on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow Kaiju Ramen Magazine and Kaiju Ramen Media at Kaiju Ramen, uh, Kaiju underscore Ramen. Please subscribe to this YouTube channel because we're trying to grow this channel and trying to reach more people. So please subscribe, share with anybody who is a fan of Giant Monster Media, and stick around for more great Kaiju uh, and Giant Monster. Uh, content that we have coming up because we are planning a lot of fantastic things. Uh, and you can check out kaijuramenmedia.com to get the latest issue of Kaiju Ramen Magazine. It is issue nine. It's available for digital right now and pre-order physical copies. Uh, so you can do that and physical copies will be available sometime after we get back from All Monsters Attack because right now I'm too busy with All Monsters Attack <laughs> do anything with it <laughs> um but there's a lot of great content there it's all kong uh, focused so if you like king kong it celebrates the 90th anniversary of king kong go check it out and we're looking forward to more uh great issues in the future so stick around and you'll you'll see more kaiju ramen goodness uh anything else monsteralandfoodvault.com uh, there i forgot mm. to mention the podcast website Okay. Well, the only thing left to mention is if you want to help control the giant monster population, you can do so by having your march your spayed or, or neutered. Okay. Oh, how about no? Try the <laughs> Hamiltons first. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>